millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or actor, and this is another edition of Red Pill News for Friday Night Livestream. Joining me in the studio tonight, good friend of the program and returning guest, the one and only Jeff Dornick. Jeff, you may remember, is the author of several books, but he's also a host of his own podcast. He's also running a network, and apparently he's a new father, too. So we're going to be talking to Jeff about a whole host of things tonight. But as you can see from the thumbnail, I think we're going to definitely be honing in on the dark future of humanity if we take a certain road when it comes to AI and the transhumanist agenda. I can only hope that humanity rejects it. So if you wouldn't mind, if you haven't yet, please consider hitting the like button. It would also really help out if you uh, shared the show on your favorite platform. I've shared it everywhere already, so you can just repost that, or you can share it yourself. Either way, it's totally cool. If you're over there on Getter, good to see you. If you're over there on the foxhole, pilled.net, good to see you as well. And big shout out to the lively chat I see on Rumble. Appreciate you guys hanging out, keeping it comfy. And uh, I'm going to make a plea once more. If you have not joined either Pilled or Rumble so that you can hit that red pill or hit that like button, I ask humbly that you please consider doing so. Sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn because we're going to be right back after this. Our national debt is a real-world problem. Our government spends more on interest payments than it does funding the Pentagon. And Biden, well, he wants to raise taxes on businesses and the wealthiest people to use the additional revenue only to fund social welfare programs. We've gone from $6 trillion in debt to $34 trillion in just 20 years. In 2010, our debt was $13 trillion. In gold, it was $1,000 an ounce. By 2020, our debt was $23 trillion, and gold was $1,500 an ounce. Well, here we are in 2023. We have a $33 trillion debt, and gold is $2,000 an ounce. Speaker of the House Mike Johnson recently warned that our greatest threat to national security isn't Russia, it isn't China, 
It's our national debt. So call the proud Americans of the Patriot Gold Group today before it's too late. Mention Zach Payne and Red Pill 78, and you'll always get best-in-class service from Patriots Protecting Patriots. Patriot Gold Group has the no-fee-for-life IRA, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may be eligible for the no-fee-for-life IRA on qualifying rollovers. So give them a call today at 888-857-6092 to get their free investor guide today. Patriot Gold Group is a consumer affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer for seven years in a row. Once again, give them a call today at 888-857-6092. Mention me, Zach Payne, and Red Pill 78 I want to specifically thank Patriot Gold for becoming a sponsor of this channel, and when you support my sponsors, you also support this channel. All right. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. And please, will you also join me in welcoming our returning guest this evening, Mr. Jeff Dornick. Jeff, how are you, sir? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I could definitely use some more sleep. I'm I'm a little busy with uh with an 18 month old running around, yeah, and uh and work and all that kind of stuff. But it's I'm I'm glad we can be back. I'm glad we can chat again. Absolutely, me too. And I also wanted to give a, a special shout out to a mutual friend of ours, uh, Mr. Matt Couch, because uh, Matt, as everyone here knows couple of months ago, unfortunately had to have one of his legs amputated below the knee. And since that time, he's been rehabbing, he's been healing up, and he's finally just gotten to the point where they can fit him with a prosthetic leg. And so quite literally, in the last 24, 48 hours, I don't know the exact timeline, uh, he stood up and he actually walked for the first time in four months. And, you know, I know that a lot of us are going through it right now. It's a very difficult time. Uh, but I shudder to think, Jeff, what would happen to me and my personal life, you know, how much would have to go by the wayside necessarily if I became suddenly disabled, you know, as a result of a, a medical issue. If I if I lost one of my legs, I, I don't know what I would do. So I, Matt is such a, a strong American patriot. I just want to give him a big shout out. No, yeah, no, it, it's 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 crazy just with that, that when that whole thing went down, yeah. you know, Matt and I had become, you know, very close friends. He's one of my best friends in the, in the whole world. And, um, it's, you know, the, the thing, the thing for me watching him go through that is I, 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 I can guarantee you that, that, you know, you struggle, got depressed, you're dealing, you're dealing with losing a limb. Sure. But like, like the fact that like quite literally it was like days later, weeks, I mean, he's, he's back on Twitter. He's back, put, he's back, putting, putting stuff on, on, on his website. Like yep. the thing is, is that the thing about Matt is that, uh, that it should be an encouragement to anybody and everybody that guess what? If he can get off his butt while like literally in the hospital and do whatever he can to either, you know, get people put put people together or work together in order to try to save this country. I mean, he loves this country, you know, and I think his actions show that. I mean, yeah. he's literally going through the health emergency of a lifetime and he's still over here thinking like, crap, we got 2024 coming up. What what, what are we going to do to turn this this sinking ship around, you know? Yep. So, you know, kudos to Matt for sure. Absolutely. He's one of the most uh, optimistic people that I know. He's, he's one of the most just, you know, fortuitous people that I know. I mean, constantly doing stuff. You're exactly right. Uh, always seeking on a way that he can benefit the rest of the nation and uh, and how he can bring people together. It's it's wonderful to see. Uh, real quick, Lukester777 says, much love to you and your family, brother. Uh, thank you for all your 
hard work and dedication. Please don't leave us here on Rumble like so many others have done. My heart was broken by Frank and Adel already. You guys, I, I, I've actually been hearing this like every single day, and I just want everybody to know that I'm not leaving anywhere. Um, you know, if for some reason that becomes a necessity, I will let everybody know well in advance, but I just, I don't foresee that being an issue. So I appreciate you saying something. Andre2121 also said, Hey, Zach, I just wanted to tell you that my dad has been watching you since you were covering the drops. Anyways, excited for another great stream. Andre, say hello to your dad for me. That's awesome. We've been doing this for about six years now. Jeff, how long have you been, uh, been making shows and been out there as a public person? Uh, well, so I probably started in about 2017. Back then, it was all just like Christianity, theology, yeah. interviewing pastors and all that. And then uh, 2020 was when uh, J.D. Rucker and I started Freedom First Network, and that's when I j- kind of jumped over into into politics. So, like, literally, it was uh, the day after my birthday, which was uh, the day after the whole world shut down. March, you know, March 16th was my birthday. Yep. Literally a crazy, crazy birthday with a basically can't go celebrate, do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but literally, but literally, uh, you know, that that day or the ne- or the following day, J.D. Rucker sat down and we started brainstorming. We came up with this idea. Let's start a political podcast network. And really, the rest is history. So you were telling me before the show, you guys have over 20 shows there. Yeah, I think I was just, you know, I, and I, I hadn't even realized until the other day, I realized like, crap, I'm uploading a lot of shows over, over, over onto Apple Podcasts and all of that. And I, and I literally sat down and I just counted and I think we're at like 20 or 21 active shows right now, which wow. is, it's wild. So, so I mean, you're doing all the legwork. You're the one who's uploading everything. I have no idea how it would work if, if you're running like a network technically. Yeah. So explain it to me. No, yeah. So, so, so we've, we, the, the way, the way that we kind of do it, uh, with, with Freedom First Network is we kind of give all of our shows options, right? And so, uh, you know, if they want to live stream, obviously it's easier for me. So I always encourage everybody to live, live stream your shows. <laughs> you want, if you want to live stream, by all means, go for it. Yep. And then I, I can just easily. So the nice thing is that on, on restream, you can just download the audio automatically. It takes care of it for you. So I don't oh. have to like transfer anything. So literally their show ends. I just download the audio, upload it. And then, and then it's, 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 re- it's ready to go. And then we just post it on under our website and help promote it and all that. But like literally like uh, probably over the last six months, I think we've added like six or eight shows. And the thing is that I wasn't even actively going out and trying to add new shows. People are just coming to me. So like we just added Ann Vandersteel. We added Teddy Daniels. We added Michelle Swinnick. Uh, you know, we, we, we've been adding some, some really cool people to, to the lineup and it, it's really rounding things out. I'm, I'm now hosting, you know, a regular show with Karen Kingston every, every Thursday. I saw that. Yeah. Um, that's, that's not controversial at all. And, uh, <laughs> no, nothing controversial about Karen. <laughs> no, not that's at all. Great. So, but, but the, th- the thing, the thing that I love about, about Freedom First Network is that we're not all like-minded. But then again, we also are in the sense of our love for the country. Mm-hmm. And, and so the thing is, there will be differences of opinion. I mean, e- even within our network, there's, there's differences of opinion when it comes to, you know, RFK, Donald Trump, Israel, P- Palestine, all that kind of stuff. But the reality of it, there's never any fighting even among our differences because we all know the end goal is to get down to the truth save this country. We all understand the big picture. So now it comes down to discussing and debating and figuring out, okay, what's the route, what's, what's the route forward in order, in order to save this country? We may have differences of opinion, but a lot of times we can resolve those just by having conversation. That's why I love, uh, you know, the team that we put together. I, I really appreciate that. And, and I have to say, you know, I feel like that's something that we struggle with kind of generally as a nation. Um, throughout, uh, the last, I don't know, 20, 30 years of, uh, propaganda programming and 
brainwashing that's been pushed on the American people. We've been hyper-partisanized. We've been polarized to one extreme or the other. And it's really unfortunate, but I see it all the time. You know, like people will see you say something or, you know, espouse an opinion that's just a little bit different. Maybe your beliefs are slightly different than theirs. And and they'll use that as an excuse to just kind of discard you entirely. Well, you know, that person's a shill now because he talked to this person or maybe he said that he wouldn't mind RFK as as, as a vice president or something like that. Or he said RFK is a, a vaccine denier. So now I can't talk to him. Uh, it's uh, it's really unfortunate. And, and I think that it, it takes a diversity of opinions for people to be able to have a, a well-rounded understanding of the world in a properly self-actualize themselves to understand exactly what their beliefs are, because everybody is just giving you lip service, you know, nodding and saying, yup, then you've got nothing to challenge your beliefs and you've got no reason to examine why it is you even believe in them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I'm right now. I'm going through the process. I'm actually, I'm actually writing my first, you know, solo book. I've done group book projects before, but my first one, it's actually on this very topic, and it's called "Following the Leader." Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know, it really goes back to you know, you know, it, it for me, it I started looking at okay, so we got the we got the Donald Trump crowd. Now you got the Ron DeSantis crowd. Now you've got the RFK crowd, and everybody is like following their leader as opposed to I'm like, can everybody just take a step back? Figure out what do you believe as a human being, and then you're going to vote for the person who most closely aligns with that position. Mm-hmm. Don't just follow somebody, and then you're going to defend whatever it is they say, whichever direction that they go, because I'm seeing people are shifting. It seems like they're shifting with the time, shifting with the wind, depending on what their their you know favorite you know presidential candidate is saying. Even though maybe three weeks, uh, three weeks ago, they, they were stating a completely different position. Uh, you know, I, you know, when back, like I said earlier, I used to be, be doing a lot of like Christian stuff and theology and all that. I grew, I grew up in a very divisive, uh, mentality with, with, with the church that I grew up in, where it was like, you don't talk to those charismatics. Those charismatics, they are evil. Mm-hmm. They're non-Christians. <clears throat> they're probably possessed by demons and you don't associate with them. And then I, and then I grew up and I actually started associating with them and talking with them. And I'm like, they're probably more Christian than, than the crowd that I was hanging out with and growing up with. Like, sure. you know, it's funny. Like I've got, I've got a friend of mine, Pastor Ken Peters. He's out in Tennessee. He's got a church called Patriot Church out there and they're full on charismatic. And they, they invited me to come out there and, and, and teach at their, at one of the, at their conference a, f- uh, a few months ago. And it, and it was really interesting because I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, so my crowd is one that doesn't believe in like the sign gifts and all that and all that kind of, kind of stuff, speaking in tongues and miracles mm-hmm. and all that. And these guys do. And I'm like, but you guys actually have the fruit of the spirit, which is like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. My crowd is the crowd that's kind of like, you guys are evil. We're going to be judgmental and legalistic and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, yep. do I need to rethink my theology? Do I need to rethink my position? But that's taught me to take a step back and figure out what do I believe? Mm-hmm. And then I'll begin associating with people that are are like-minded, but I'm not going to start off with, this is my crowd, and now I'm going to adjust my beliefs around that. I, I really, really like that. And, you know, to that point, it's interesting. Just yesterday, there there was a, a story about uh, a church, a Catholic church down in Mexico in uh, one of the uh, narco-trafficking towns. And uh, and supposedly they have a statue of the Virgin Mary that's been weeping. And I just I thought it was interesting, you know, I mean, like I was raised Catholic, you know, and so like, you know, all of the pomp and circumstance, uh, the beauty of the inside of a cathedral and just, you know, I mean, the way that the mass went down, that that was always comforting to me as a child. 
child. I knew nothing else. And so, like, you know, I look around and, and I see that still, even though I don't identify as a Catholic. But it gave me a foundation for my faith and for the expansion of my beliefs. And so just looking at the story, talking about it, asking the audience what they thought, somebody freaked out and was like, that's idolatry. I'm out of here. I don't even want to talk to you anymore. And I just I, I just thought it was uh, an excellent example of uh, this sort of thing right here. Yeah, well, you know, and I, and I think it's really easy for all of us to get to get caught up in that. And, and you know, I, again, when I first started off in the especially in the Christian world, you know, we, we were in the kind of the the apologetics world where, you know, it was kind of like you're overcoming objections and you're you're proclaiming your theology. And, you, and I almost felt like you were almost like heresy hunting. You're trying to search for the heretic and expose everybody. But I feel like we're kind of doing the exact same thing in politics. You're, we're oh. trying to find, we're trying to find the deep state operative. Everybody's a deep state operative except yeah. my guy. My guy's not, but <laughs> your guy is. And I, and I'm just sitting here and I'm like, there's definitely deep state operatives, but not everybody that disagrees with you right. is a deep state operative. Yeah. And I think that we, we have to remember that, 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 you know, again, I'm, I, I'll explore virtually any conspiracy theory. You send me a conspiracy theory. I will explore it. But I'm not going to believe it unless there's enough evidence in order for me to justify, okay, this is, this is probably true. Right. But, but I think, but I think that this is where I think this is, this is kind of dangerous territory where we hear a quick conspiracy theory about a particular person with maybe one piece of evidence. We don't have the full picture and we're going to jump on that and say, that guy's a deep state operative. He's clearly a pedophile who, uh, who was on Jeffrey Epstein's island. And you're just like, but where's the actual evidence for that? Right, right. Not not even necessarily an evidence, but just like a casual association or something yeah. like that. Hey, I saw it on Twitter. You know, somebody posted it on Twitter and it was a, a video with a catchy tune behind it. So I'm totally down for that one. But yes, no, you're absolutely right. And, and I was kind of I was talking about this the other day because, um, you know, the subject of Nassara and Gassara, people are always asking me about it. I, I've heard about Nassara since Bill Clinton was in office. And I just I'm not one of the people who believe that this is what's going to happen. But there there are some people who do believe it, and they're totally wrapped up in it. And, uh, you know, I, I'm of the – hey, man, you know, the, the currency re- revaluation happens, and I get a million dollars in my bank account. I'm not going to complain, right? You know I mean? Like money is money, and I need it to survive. But I just don't think that's very likely. And so people – especially right now, are so desperate for good news. Like they want to hear something that's going to make them feel good because we have an absence of things that make us feel good in our lives, in our nation. Uh, when we look at the news, it's all doom and gloom. You know, that's why I try to bring uplifting stories uh, at least a couple of times a week. I try to do this stuff with a little bit of comedy if I can. And it's not always easy because we're talking about some dark subjects often. Um, but people want to hear something that's going to make them feel good. And when people Certain people uh, will latch on to those things and then repeat them to you over and over and over again to hook you in and uh, make you believe that, hey, you know, this is uh, this is what's actually happening without providing any sauce. You know, it's uh, it's unfortunate, but I understand it. It's a part of the human condition. I think people need some some love, grace and happiness in their lives. And there is precious little of that right now. Well, and and I think to a certain degree, because of that, I think that that I. Not enough people are showing grace to people, and this is on all sides of it, yes. right? Like, yeah. like I get, like I get the people that that are latching onto some of these things, 
because they're trying to find hope in in it's in a seemingly very dark world right now. Like like I can't tell you how many people I've been talking to that are that are extremely depressed because they just feel like how do we get out of this chaos and this mess and the trajectory that our country's going in, the world's going in. We we seem like we may be approaching World War Three. Like I don't know how to be positive, and then you're gonna have other people that are trying to find their way through that. So then they latch latch onto the one piece of hope that they can find. Maybe it's false. Maybe it's an error. But but I think that I think that, you know, they're they're justified in the sense of from a psychological standpoint, yes. they're trying to get through this craziness. Yep. And, and, I, and I think also, too, I think I think that we, you know, for me, being a very staunch anti-vaxxer, both for covid vaccine as well as for regular vaccines and, and, and all of that, it's very easy to make fun of, of people that did get jabbed mm-hmm. like at the same time, they're trying to latch onto the one thing when they when they were terrified, they were lied yep. to. They were, they were propagandized. They yeah. were brainwashed. They had this massive psyop going on to them. And they felt like I was literally going to die unless I do this one thing that these experts and they're putting all their hope and all their trust in these experts. The experts are the villains, mm-hmm. not the people that, not the people that were duped. We can, comp- we can be frustrated with them for sure. But I also kind of understand it because they, they're, 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 they're living through fear and they're trying to hold on to the one hope that they can have to go back to normalcy. Just like a lot of people on our side are holding on to different theories and conspiracies and things like that, that they can't prove, but they're holding on to that for that hope. And so I think that we can kind of show some grace while still being firm in the truth on all that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, 100%. And I've been saying that for a really long time. And it, it, cause I, I saw it in the chat, you know, people just making fun of people who got vaxxed. Oh, they got what they deserve. They should have known better. They got, you know, myocarditis or they're, they're getting uh, uh, blood clots or whatever. But, but you're absolutely right. I mean, some people believed in the institutions that made these recommendations to them. You know, just because we were ahead of the ball uh, and, uh, you know, and people weren't willing to listen to us at that time, I really don't think that we should uh, be gloating in that fact. You know, the enemy truly is those people who brainwashed the guys and the gals who, who decided the only thing they could do was get the jab despite Zero evidence of its safety and efficacy and massive evidence to the contrary, because I know I see it in the chat and every now and then we've got people who did take the jab. Uh, I've got family members who felt like they needed to take it. And as soon as they did, they developed uh, very odd symptoms and, and things that they now have disorders they can't get rid of. So they know that they made a mistake. But, you know, I mean, think about how many times in our lives, you know, I'm not just going to say me, I'm not just going to say you, but where we did something we wish we could take back, you know. Like, geez, I really screwed up with that one. But you know what happens? You screw up, you learn your lesson, and you move on and you live to fight another day. And I just sincerely hope that all of these people who did get duped are going to be able to live and fight another day because I think that they are now powerful allies in the exact same fight that we have been spending all of our energy on for many, many years. You know, I mean, the people who are only recently red-pilled, awoken about all of these things, those are the ones who are going to be the most pissed off because they have been forced through the eye of the needle like just moments ago. And so all of those people, we're all on the same side, and I think we would do well to remember that. Jeff, before I get your thoughts on that let me just say andre says we have the same birthday jeff how cool so happy birthday to you and andre that's awesome trisha q patriot texas thank you so much trisha she says i'm late after reading the chat i felt drawn to help support my favorite journalist love you zach and lisa love you too trisha thank you so much for your generosity and then lukester uh 07 buddy good to see you 
All right. So, uh, Jeff, we were talking before the show, and you also said you've recently started a, a social media platform. What is it, and what can you tell us about it? Yeah, so so we're we're actually launch we're doing our beta launch coming up in January. So we're just wrapping up. I, I we've been building this out for like the last like ten months, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I'm jumping through all the hoops to make sure we're not beholden to big tech at all. So we're not we're not going to be in the app store, not going to be in, in the using their servers. You know, I'm doing everything I can to be as uncancelable and uncancelable as possible because you know we're we our 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 standard our standard operating procedure is. If it's protected by the Constitution, you're allowed to say it. And we know that they're going to come, you know, gu- gunning for us the, the, the second that we start allowing things that, that are uh, untoward or people don't like or people are offended by or whatever it is. But so, so the platform is called Pickaxe. Uh, again, it's going to be a constitutionally protected free speech platform. Uh, we're going to have algorithms that are working on your behalf instead of against you. We're going to have a really interesting, uh, verification process that will eliminate the bots without you having to pay for it. Kind of like the way that, uh, you know, X is making you pay eight bucks in order yes. to, Offset the bots, but even though the bots are, have blue check marks, it's very, it's very strange. Um, so, so we're, we've got that. We're also going to have monetization opportunities for content creators. Mm. So that, so that's going to be, uh, something that we're building in. We're, we're starting with a couple of different options, but I've got, I've got probably half a dozen to a dozen things that we'll probably roll out in the first year or two of just different ways for people to monetize. Cause that's another way that, that, that they censor. Cause I mean, even if you look at, and, and I don't always want to just totally harp on, you know, X and Elon and all that kind of stuff. Cause I think, cause I think a lot of people, you know, do. Um, but, but also when you look at the way that they're setting things up, it's not necessarily best for people that are journalists and creators, unless you're considered one of the elites or one of their favorites or right. one of the mainstream media guys. Because, you know, one of the things that they do is, especially if you're conservative, they, they're going to put you, push you down in, in the algorithms. Uh, they also, one of the things that they do is they downplay, uh, outbound links. So for a lot of us, that's where we yep. make our money. That's where, that's where we bring in our income is pushing people to rumble to watch a show or sending somebody over to our sponsor or, or you know, sending people to a blog. But they downplay that in, in the algorithms to where it makes it very difficult for people if they are not allowed to have a subscription button or they're not, or they're not allowed to have that revenue share because they're not getting five million impressions because they're getting down downplayed in the algorithms yep. like that to me that's that's another form of censorship and then on top of that they also have a free speech but not necessarily freedom of reach uh you know policy which again is antithetical to to free speech so to me looking at all of that we need something that's not just a home for all the rejects that get kicked off of social media. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to build something that is actually enticing and building and slick and smooth. And again, creating monetization, monetization opportunities for creators, not just conservatives, but I've got a lot of lefty people that are wanting to come in in other industries, people in the food industry, people in gamers, all that kind of stuff, because a lot of them are on Instagram and mm-hmm. on Instagram, <clears throat> their income sources are way down because the way that Instagram is offsetting, trying to downplay non-mainstream media outlets, they're downplaying everybody who's mm. not in the mainstream media. So it doesn't matter if you're conservative or lefty or, or it doesn't matter what your political affiliation is. If you're not considered worthy or, or a trusted source, you're going to be downplayed. And that's that's severely affecting a lot of people's income. So uh, so a lot of people are going to be coming over the platform and not just conservatives it's gonna it's gonna be from a whole bunch of different uh, areas okay cool i i definitely like that are you building this like from the ground up or are you using some sort of existing architecture that's allowing you to skin it uh, to make it customized or is it 100 percent you 
it, it is a hundred percent us. We, we are not, we're not cutting any corners. We're not using any infrastructure that's already there. So we're, so we're building it completely customized the way, the way that I want it, which is, which has been really nice. And, and my tech team has done a phenomenal job, you know, putting this thing together. Uh, I've, I've been, I've been testing out the early, the early phases of what they're doing. And I'm, I'm, I'm super liking it. I've, I've been kind of adjusting a lot of the algorithms and, and all that kind of stuff. So it'll be, it'll, it'll be really cool. So is there a particular focus in terms of the type of messaging that's on there? I mean, like, is it picture based video, just text? Because you have all of these other social media companies that that focus on one or the other. Or you got Facebook, which is just a mess and does everything. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, we're, we're definitely not going to. So. Long, long term, I've got, I've got, I've got my game plan of incorporating a lot, a lot of different arenas. You know, whether it's video or audio, yeah. or, you know, wh- whatever, whatever it is. Uh, but you know, I'm going to be doing things very specifically to where it does not become like Facebook, where you've got like a million different tabs, and you're like, how can I ever keep track of any any of these things? Keep, just give me one thing. So it's like its starting- own separate internet on Facebook. I haven't been on Facebook in like a decade, but that's what I remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so, uh, so we're going to be announcing a lot of the features coming up here. Here probably in the next month or so, but but I'll say that basically right now the way that we're setting up it's kind of going to be a hybrid between uh, almost like a Twitter, a Facebook, and a Substack that'll okay. all be built. It'll all be built into the into the same thing. Um, and uh, we're, yeah, we're, we're my, my tech guys are doing a really good job of just making it as easy to maneuver as possible. Because again, that's that's one of the hard things about building the social media platform is is that you want it to be unique. But you also have to have it be familiar to where right. you don't have to explain how you do everything. So it's kind of waiting that fine that fine line of figuring out what's that happy that happy medium right there. So uh, how are you going to make sure that you don't get parlored, uh, meaning that Amazon uh, Web Services or the Google Cloud Platform decides that you're not worthy or your speech is dangerous and they've got to get rid of you? So we're we're not using any of the, any of the big tech servers. Uh, we, we've we've got we've got it totally set up with with a with a great team of guys, li- literally in in a bunker in in an, in another country that is totally trustworthy. Uh, right you know, it's like we're 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 going hardcore on this one. Uh, we're we're also not going to be in the app store. That that's been one of my biggest uh, criticisms of a lot of the supposedly free speech platforms because none of the alternatives. Are free speech except for Gab. Gab is the only free speech platform that's out there, and they intentionally did not go into, or I know they got kicked off, and then they intentionally didn't try to go back on, like Parler and a lot of these other ones. But if you look at all the social media platforms that are on. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product, derived from hemp, has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets, NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com.
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. On the App Store... They're all playing by big tech's rules. They're, they're saying we're fighting against big tech, but they're playing by the rules. I mean, even Truth Social, they, they, they contracted with, with a Silicon Valley artificial intelligence company mm-hmm. to do their, their content moderation and censorship. So, so that way they could play by the rules that set forth by Apple and Google in order to be in the app store. And again, I get it. I don't, I don't fault them for it because that's how you make your money. And it's, it's the easy path in order to get a, a big user base is to be on the app store. And then you, they see you as trending. Oh, here's a new social media platform. It's in the top five that that's, that's on the, that's on the platform. I'm going to download, download that and get on there. The, the pro, so I know that I'm taking a bit more of the difficult approach, but also I want an actual free speech platform. Like I will, I want something where I don't have to silence you. You know, like I remember when I had, I had Jason Miller on the show, on my show, uh, in the early days. It, it was, I think it was right before uh, he went on, on, uh, Tim Pool's show. And, and I got him to admit, this isn't a free speech platform. Mm-hmm. It's a free political speech platform. And I'm like, there's, there's, there is a difference. What is protected by the Constitution will be allowed on pickaxe. And we're going to do everything that we possibly can in order to make sure that nobody will tell us otherwise. All right. I like it. Let's let's go ahead and transition into the conversation about AI, because when you mentioned that a lot of people do uh, uh, go after Elon because he's kind of the low hanging fruit. I mean, you're absolutely right. Uh, So what generally is your opinion of Elon Musk? Uh, I mean, I can tell you just from me personally, 
I was kicked off of Twitter back in the beginning of October 2020, just a week after I got deleted from YouTube, totally not coordinated. And as a result of Elon purchasing Twitter, now X, I was able to come back. And uh, that was after, you know, two years of trying to come back and just getting rejected over and over and over again. It was basically as soon as he bought the thing uh, and canceled and he fired the content moderation team, they sent me an email and said, which account would you like back? And I was like, I only know about this one. So if there's another one, you can just delete it. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I'm very grateful to him for that. But you're absolutely right. It, it's not really free speech. And I don't have the ability to reach people in the same way that I used to. And, uh, you know, so I mean, it, it has soured me on the idea of using it in the same way. But please, what do you think? Yeah, I've always said about Elon, I like the guy, but I don't necessarily trust him. Sure. You know, you know, like, like to me, he's, he's like the modern day, like Henry Ford, right? You know, like an innovator (laughs) doing things that nobody else is doing, you know, coming up with a new process. Like he's that kind of quirky, weird, you know, Mm -hmm. guy that, that is outside the box. I like, I like that. We need more of that in the country, but at the same time, he does not have the same worldview as I do. Right. Like, like he's, he's not, he's not a conservative, right? He's 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 very I would say probably globalist libertarian tendencies. I mean his his CEO he hired out of out of Hollywood who was also had working directly with the World Economic Forum. Yep, that's not that's not good. And then you and then you're running around saying that you're that you're a free speech platform when clearly you're not when you're bragging about your free speech but not freedom of reach policy and. I, and I, I, I used this example in a, in a talk I gave the other day to a, a Republican group down here. I was like, freedom of speech, but not freedom of reach is like the equivalent of Elon Musk going into New York's Times Square, setting up a stage with a microphone and speakers and saying, guys, we're going to have a free speech event. You guys can get up there and say whatever you want. You like, I'm not going to, you're not going to be censored. You just go up there, up, up on stage, talk to the microphone. You can say whatever you want. And then you start talking about election fraud or COVID or whatever it is, and he he turns off the microphone. And you're like, dude, free speech. It's like you can say whatever you want, but I don't have to have the microphone on. That's the equivalent of freedom of speech, but not freedom of reach, right? Absolutely. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. So, so don't run around saying you're, this is freedom of speech just because you're allowed to say whatever you want. But you know, it it's like in the old days, the way that the founding fathers originally intended. You know, they had freedom of speech and freedom of press. Mm-hmm. Neither one of those was to protect professional licensed journalists that work for a big corporation that's working on behalf of the government. That that was never freedom of the press. What the freedom of the press was is that you as an individual could write your grievance against the government, go down to the local printing press, print it off a bunch of copies and go distribute it around the town square. And the government did not have the authority or the ability to stop you from distributing it, even if they didn't like what you were saying. But, you know, that would be that would be like the, the equivalent of saying, like, look, you, you can air your grievances, but we're just going to ban paper like like it's <laughs> you, they're, they're jumping through all these hoops in order to, to violate our First Amendment rights. But they're saying, look, we're it's free speech, but they're taking away your ability to actually practice it. Right. That's what that's one of the reasons why I, I don't trust the, the tendencies of Elon Musk. Again, I like the guy. But we just have two completely worldviews and outlooks on life. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. And 
Those are some excellent examples. They're dead on. It's also kind of like the government saying, you know, we're not restricting your speech. We're just giving the order to a private company who's then telling Twitter to restrict your speech. It's the same thing, right? You know, I mean, like it, it, we're talking about semantics at this point. And uh, and yes, I, I feel the exact same way. Uh, definitely, I do not align with Elon on everything. And, uh, you know, like people in my personal life, I, I don't need them to parrot back every single thing that I believe or every single thing that I say for me to be able to be in their presence or to even consider what it is they're saying. Uh, and I think that uh, this kind of goes back to the earlier part of the conversation, you know, where, where people, they're so quick to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like if someone does not completely uh, align with them ideologically or, you know, in any other respect, uh, it's like almost like a cardinal sin for you to not cancel them or to just completely uh, distance yourself from anything that they're actually doing or, or uh, any conversation they might be having, you know. Um, the fact that Elon Musk is now considered to be conservative, it's only a symptom of the radical nature of the leftist advocates in this country. They have pushed him to the right. I am much further to the right. And so, like, we're on the same spectrum, but we're not really, like, parallel to each other. Uh, but I'm not going to let that stop me from being able to use the tools in whatever way that I can. Uh, so – What's the answer, Jeff? I mean, how do we overcome this stuff? I mean, do you think it's possible, given the circumstances that we've been dealt uh, and the current power structure that exists? Well, so so I think that th- this is like I think to me kind of the perfect segue into actually you know talking talking about artificial intelligence because because yeah. I think that because th- this this is the trajectory that that we're heading in is we're heading down the AI route, um, and and I've definitely got got a lot of concerns with that because. You know, we've, we've already, we already have it. So here's one concern. One concern is that for the last several years, they've already been conditioning everybody, trust the experts, mm-hmm. right? And then now all of a sudden, now they're going to roll out a machine expert is basically what they're going to do. Like trust the robot is basically what it's going to come down to uh, because the robot knows everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Elon, Elon and a lot of these other guys, Sam Altman, and a lot of these, a lot of these other guys have talked about, you know, artificial intelligence will essentially become, you know, kind of our collective consciousness. They're going to suck all of our ideas and data and thoughts together. And it's all going to come out in this, in this artificial intelligence. And I'm like, would you actually sit down and think about it? That sounds more like communism than anything else. I'm we are like, Borg. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's 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 just so strange. But but also like that's also very concerning on on multiple different levels because now now it's now it's going to be, you know, on one hand during covid it was like how dare you guys question anthony fauci i mean look at how many years he's been in the government and he's been government <laughs> service and you know he went to school did did you get a medical degree did you do that you know yeah. now it's going to be what you're going to question artificial intelligence you're going to question our collective our collective consciousness yes. so yes. Uh, from that standpoint that's dangerous it's also, in my opinion, gonna, gonna stunt our, uh, our ability to progress and grow as, as humanity because, because what basically what, at least right now, what artificial intelligence really is, is it's just almost like an aggregator. Like you've got like Drudge Report and Liberty Daily, they're news aggregators. This is just an information aggregator and then it's spitting it out in a way that you can, that you can understand it. And, and not even really- necessarily accurately. 
Like, I exactly. mean, it's still making things up. And there are so many different models out there that have like a different bias in one way or the other. But yeah, you can't trust it. You really can't trust it in any sense. And, and so like that's what scares me is that they're trying to make it that we so – they want us to believe that we can trust it. Uh, did you see – a couple of months ago, there was a lawyer, I believe he was in California, and he used ChatGPT to research case law for a case that he had. And he asked the the the, uh, the ChatGPT, you know, can you give me an example where you know, like these particular tenants existed and a decision based upon it? He said, yes, sir. You know, like Mendez versus USA, it gave him like ten or fifteen different cases for all these different points that he wanted to make, and so he wrote a brief. Based upon the Chad GPT answers, he gave it to the judge and the judge and his legal clerk was like, these are not real cases. Like, what the hell are you doing? He was probably from like like a movie or something like that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so what really scares me, Jeff, and um, I mean, you said that – the AI, the 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 uh, the 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 the, uh, the coming AI revolution, it, it will not allow us uh, to progress, uh, to advance. I think it's going to stunt our thinking. But here's the problem, you know, without artificial intelligence, with just like you know regular technology, that's already happened. It's already been happening. You know, you go back 50 years and you ask pretty much anybody on the street to do an equation in their head and they could probably do it. They'd probably know their times tables by heart. They could probably tell you all sorts of useful mathematical information uh, and little factoids that they had learned through life. Uh, but now, good luck finding that information without using Google or ChatGPT nowadays. Well, I mean, th- think think about it. Like, yeah, how how long ago was it when we actually knew how to drive around our city? Oh yeah, with, without without pl- plugging in maps, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I think to a certain degree, we all we all we all rely on we all rely on technology to a certain degree, and some of that is actually based on AI, and we just haven't even realized it. Right? Uh, because AI, AI has been around for a long time. You know what? What I th- I think. I think for me also, also one of the concerns that, that we're heading to obviously is, and, and this is, you know, kind of taking a leap from what I was talking about, you know, before, but now, but then you look at what, where are they wanting to take artificial intelligence? That's to me is what's extremely concerning because, you know, right now it's just, it's basically the way that everybody perceives it. It's just a chat bot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, which reminds me, I was going to tell, I was going to tell you, did you see how AI was involved with the, uh, with, you know, why the, with the writer strike in Hollywood? Oh yes, yes. They they were so the, they didn't want AI to be writing things for them, basically taking their jobs. But also Disney and other uh, uh, studios, they were taking extras, they were scanning them, and then they were using their digital image as a background player so that they didn't have to pay them. I thought that was incredibly sleazy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, and also when you think about it too, like, especially with the, with the, with the writer's strike, one of the, the, the main thing that, that a lot of people don't understand is that that first draft of a script is what, is what the studios will pay most for because mm-hmm. it, it's like the spark of inspiration, but they cut that out with, with AI. And really what they're doing is they're plagiarizing everybody by doing so because yes. what they're doing is they're saying, I, I want I want a movie that's like a blend between Mission Impossible with 007 as the lead and this person over here and in this style with maybe a little bit of a horror bent over here. And then it's just plagiarizing all the scripts that have come before it. And then they'll pass it off basically to the writers that they just ripped off and plagiarized their content and said, hey, can you can you uh, rewrite this in it for a discounted rate? That's really what that's really what it came down to. So th- they were uh, already using that 
as a process? That was already something that was happening. I, I, I thought it was hypothetical. <laughs> no, this this is this is what they're already doing. This is what studios are already doing. You know what's they're, funny? They're, cut, they're cutting out that first draft with AI. I had uh, ChatGPT write me, uh, well, not a full book, but summaries of chapters for a book about the Clinton body count. <laughs> And so, uh, you know, you had to get creative to get it to answer the questions properly. But, you know, I thought it was, you know, when I did that, I was thinking, you know, geez, how how easy would this be for it to be used by people who just, you know, didn't want to come up with their own stuff? And uh, to be fair, for the thumbnail of the show, I used ChatGPT to make that thumbnail. And so I did it to prove a point. You know, there's a little bit of irony there because I agree with you. I think that, um, you know, that that a- that AI in general, uh, it poses a major threat to humanity. And, and but the way that we use it, uh, I think that it can be for good things because I'm not an artist. Right. You know, I mean, I would never be able to to actually create something like that. Maybe if I had proceeded with like drawing and painting lessons as a child and I would have developed that throughout my entire life, that's a possibility. But I just don't have the skills to do that. And frankly, I don't have the money to hire somebody to do it either. So, you know, there's that. Uh, and so I think that there are good things that we can use this, this technology for. But the thing that's really scary uh, is not just AI, but AGI, artificial general intelligence, uh, which is getting more towards the, the, the line of like Skynet, you know, in like Terminator and Terminator 2, you know, because I truly do believe that if they create something that has the ability – I don't know, to improve itself, to learn uh, and to conceptualize without input from a, a human operator, then what's to stop it from deciding that it knows better than us and that, you know, it's going to do whatever it wants because the last thing it wants is to stop existing. And if a human being was to turn off that computer, then, you know, what's going on in the interim? Yeah, well, I mean, there, there's there's plenty of movies showing showing the potential ramifications of that. Like, like you said, there's Terminator. There's the there's the Hobbs and Shaw with with, with Fast and the Furious. Um, there was even um, you know Eagle Eyes is a great one. Did you ever see Eagle Eye with Shia LaBeouf? It came out oh, probably God. twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I I did. It's, I mean, I th- I think I saw it at the theater, but it's I haven't seen it since then. The, the 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 president of the United States was I think I think it was the president of the United States was not going to war. The AI felt like they, like they should go to war, and because the president wasn't doing so, the AI went to go basically assassinate and eliminate the president and all the cabinet members and the, and the whole thing, uh, in order in order to get, to get us to go to war, like realistically something like that could happen but also when you talk when you're talking about this artificial general intelligence like it it is it is terrifying i think i think that really when that's going to really come into play is when they bring in the quantum computing side of things mm-hmm. um you know as, as as i've been listening to a lot of different scientists and you know quantum physicists and all these people talk, talking about you know quantum computing it's probably going to be coming around in the next 5 or 10 years when they actually are able to make the leap to where it's going to amplify our computing power by like a thousand fold or you know 100,000 fold or you know whatever it is but what's really interesting is as they're describing it Again, I take a step back and I kind of look big picture. Okay. I'm a Christian. I, you know, I, I believe certain things about, you know, demonic forces. I, you know, I'm a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. So, you know, I, I, you know, I know that the CIA is involved with Hollywood and they're conditioning us and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And I'm like, this, these scientists, they're, they're saying like, look, quantum computing is being developed at the subatomic level. All like literally when I, I heard multiple scientists talking about this and what does that even like, mean, okay. Jeff? What, what does that mean? 
it's so it's it's basically the way that it was explained to me was that they're they they're they have the ability to build this on life living things plant life human beings they, now this is when it gets really re- really you know crazy because you know you know all of the all this all that stuff about graphene and the vaccines sure yeah you, you know how graphene is tied in with quantum computing uh no not not specifically no so 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 if, so if you if you look if you look up graphene with quantum computing it's if if you combine the graphene with with a single molecule magnet it's it's the foundation and the basis of the memory of quantum computing so okay so the 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 integration of graphene with noble gases has the potential to transform the architecture of quantum computing systems radically by leveraging graphene's exceptional electrical optical and thermal properties we can overcome some of the challenges and limitations posed by the initial noble gas-based concept. I don't even know how noble gases are used in quantum computing. Have you ever seen a quantum computer? It looks like something out of Star Trek, dude. Like, they yeah. are crazy. Yeah, it's, 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 it's wild when, when, when you're looking at this stuff. But, but the interesting thing is that, is that the, you know, it, if in fact, which all the scientists are confirming this, that they, they, they can build it on living things. Like they're like, they're like a plant can be a quantum computer, a human being, an animal, or whatever it is. Wow. Like, were they just turning us all in, into the, into the, the hardware for quantum computers? Yes. Yes. And then, and then Elon's building Neuralink, which mm-hmm. is going to go into your brain chip. Connect to the internet, connect to artificial intelligence. He's already admitted that, that they'll have the ability to erase memories and replace them with new ones. Mm. I mean, that, that's, ter- that's terrifying. But now are we all just going to be walking like quantum computers when, when you, when you actually sit down and think about it? Then let, we'll take it a step further again, because, you know, you know, there's different dimensions. There's, you know, the demonic realm and spirits and whatever it is. Yep. Look, look at the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. What are they, de- what are they depicting in this phase? It's the worst phase out of all the Marvel movies. And I, and I barely watched, I think, Ant-Man. The MCU. Um, <laughs> yes. But l- look at what they're doing. All this entire phase is about the quantum realm. Yep. Yep. Ant-Man is going to the subatomic level to get to the quantum realm. This is exactly what this is exactly what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. What is the quantum realm? They're opening a portal communication with otherworldly beings. Mm-hmm. That's a that that that's that's what they're conditioning us. This is what the quantum realm is. So when they're developing all of this, I've heard for many many years <laughs> that a, that a lot of people are actually concerned that this is actually community. This is before all the Marvel stuff that the quantum computers are actually communicating with spirits demonic entities whatever it is because it's like when you're doing when you're dealing with zeros and ones with with like the like our the computer i'm looking into right now you do a certain number of zeros a certain number no, certain certain number of ones that whatever whatever equation it comes out to that's how they program everything right but this is like you know it would be the equivalent of having like like a like a uh, like an equation where it's like two plus two it should equal four but all of a sudden you got 43 thrown in there out of nowhere where where did this number come from and it's just totally going going all wonky yeah so a lot of pe- a lot of people believe that this is actually tying into another dimension maybe right. communication with demonic forces now when you if you're going to use that as the basis and the foundation for artificial intelligence and the artificial intelligence is in your brain because of Neuralink and your body is a quantum computer. Now we're not talking artificial intelligence. Now we're not talking artificial general intelligence. Now we're talking demonic intelligence. Are we talking mass demonic possession? I mean, mm-hmm. you've all know where Harari has already said the AI taking away your free will. We can control you from the inside. 
I mean, when you when you actually sit down and think about this logically, the way that they're explaining it and you're tying it all together, it would appear that this is heading towards a basically demonic possession through technology. It's almost like a reincarnation of Genesis six, except except blending together, you know, uh, you know, human biology with demonic, you know, entities. Now you're just combining human biology with technology and robots it, it, it's a very it's very crazy when you actually di- dive into it no I, I i think you're totally right and you know this ties into other stuff that uh you've all know harari has said before about like making us the gods you know i mean taking away uh whatever the spiritual creator uh did for humanity and in the creation of the earth and instead we become gods and we determine what our future is and so i can totally see that being a possibility and in you know in terms of the uh the 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 unknown information that's being injected into whatever it is they're doing in quantum computing. Uh, I know that, uh, I mean, theoretically, you're talking about particles that are existing in more than one space at a time. So, or, or they have some sort of link between them. And so I've heard that before that perhaps, you know, they're pulling this link in from another dimension, which is why they're seeing results that they don't expect to see. I've also thought, Maybe it's possible uh, that they're actually somehow communicating with future humanity, uh, which could be where they're getting the directive on how to build this stuff uh, and what direction to take it in. Um, and you know, what about what what about the uh, the, uh, the the alien uh, uh, information that's coming out the 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 UFOs and the UAPs, and uh, suddenly the government is telling us that uh, you know we're not alone. I, I'm very suspicious of that myself yeah I'm, I'm i'm definitely i'm definitely suspicious of that i think i think that um you know like, like there's there's a lot of christians that will say that you know any of the ufos is you know you know it, it's demonic it's this it's possible it's 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 entirely possible i'm sure they're conditioning us for some sort of you know thing especially when you're getting into like biblical prophecy talking about the coming antichrist i wouldn't be surprised if they try to portray yeah. the coming antichrist as another worldly being an alien from outer space or whatever it is that's coming to save you know humanity it, that would make perfect logical sense to me and it, mm-hmm. would, it would make sense that they're kind of you know doing doing that it was interesting i had i had a, an air force colonel on my show and he told me he told me off the air I'm pretty sure it was off the air, so I'm not going to say who it was. Uh, but but we were talking about all, all the UFO stuff, um, you know, with, with all the test, all the testifying in Congress and all that kind of stuff. And one of the one of the things that he was saying is he's like, our government is actually getting close to uh, to time travel, like like w- with what they've developed, mm-hmm. and probably with a lot of those particles where they're in two different places at the same time and yep. all that kind of stuff. So they're they're probably they're probably already doing that. He's like. He's like, you know, I used to work at one of the Air Force bases that was down there in New Mexico that was deemed one of the UFO hotspot centers and all that kind of stuff. He's like, he's like, I, he's like, I can tell you. And also, too, you kind of take it with a grain of salt because I'm, you know, if he has a security clearance, probably couldn't tell me if, even if he wanted to. But he's like, we weren't dealing with actual like UFOs. They were dealing with crazy technology and all that kind of stuff. But he's like, my theory is that they're already close to time travel. So he's like, probably the UFO stuff that we're seeing and the reports of it, if, if it's actually legit. It could just be people from the future. Sure. That's just, that's just they, they, they just figured out how to time travel. And, you know, and I'm, and I'm like, if you would have told me that three years ago, I'd have been like, I've been like, you're crazy. But now I'm like, 
I can believe it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, as far as you know, any of that stuff is concerned, my my mind is not made up, and and I don't think that it's as simple as just like one explanation. Right. Certainly, I think that our government would lie to us. Uh, they have had no problem doing it in the past, and, and they would certainly have no problem completely sending us down a rabbit hole and, and believing one thing when something else is is true. Um, yes, I think totally could be future humanity. Uh, maybe even breakaway civilization that uh, evolved on a separate path. You know, I mean, we've got uh, plenty of evidence for a global civilization that existed before the flood uh, and that perhaps had technology that was far advanced over anything that we've come to at, at this point. You know, if everything was wiped out and we kind of lost the brain trust of humanity and some of it survived, but they went into hiding or maybe they were in an isolated place like Antarctica or something like that, you know, it, it's possible that they could have done their own thing and then just said, you know what, we're going to let uh, humanity just do its own thing uh, and, and come to its own realization of what the universe is and how things work. But I also think that because of how big the universe is, it's it's totally possible that life could have evolved in other places, and I'm, I personally don't believe that um, you know the idea of uh, another species living on another world uh, is antithetical to you know God's creation. I think that everything is obviously a matter of God's creation. You know, I mean, like we know what happened here on Earth. We've got uh, you know spiritual teachings and books and and and, and scripture. You know. Who's to say that something else didn't happen somewhere else? But I think that the idea of future humanity with the way that technology is going, I tend to think that that may very well likely be what it is. Not because, you know, I mean, if you take a look, just take a look at how much the world has changed in the last hundred years. You know, if you go back 200 years and take a person from 200 years ago and you bring them into today's world, you know, if it was possible, I mean, how freaked out would they be you know, to just to see how much the world has changed? We're talking a thousand 2,000, 5,000 years into the future, what is the world going to look like, especially if they pull some transhumanist garbage like fusing humanity with some sort of quantum computer or a neural link? You know, what really scares me the most, and this is back to, you know, just kind of the, the way humanity is developing now that we rely on technology. Elon has specifically said that, you know, I mean, oh, you, you get a neural link and you can just learn French in an afternoon. You know, I mean, all of the information available in the universe will be downloaded directly into your brain. You know, for the people who do that, if it's successful, they're going to be light years ahead of the rest of humanity. They're going to have a significant advantage. And so I think that what's likely to happen is that people are going to feel that they need to undergo this despite the dangers, despite the implications, uh, despite how horrible it might end up being for us, you know, further down the line. Uh, and uh, I, I think it's going to force a fork in civilization. I mean, you know, if that happens and like half the world does it, half the world doesn't, you know, what are future civilizations going to look like? Are, are the people like us who, who say, hey, I, <laughs> I don't want a computer in my brain. I want nothing to do with it. 
are we going to be considered second-class citizens? You know, I mean, is it going to be a new apartheid on planet Earth? And, you know, the the super intelligent people with computer brains, they're going to develop the final phase of the New World Order. You know, I am Locutus of Borg over here on the right and, you know, all of us uh, over here on the other side. I don't know. It's, uh, it's interesting to consider, and I really do hope that we make the right decision here. <laughs> Pretty nuts. All right, you guys, uh, let me go, do some thank yous over here on the Foxhole, and then we've got Vector and somebody else who just joined, so we're going to be bringing them in in a second. LKW Cross, thank you for that cookie. T Webs says, uh, Happy Q Day. Where we go one, we go all. The best is yet to come, and nothing can stop what is coming. Porpoiseful, thank you for the cookie. Castle Drummer, thank you for the shades. Filter Dog One says, Hey, good to see you. Nikaz808, thank you for both phones, and uh, Mahalo. Uh, Polly9363 says, Is graphene a conductor or a semiconductor? Or an insulator? I, I, well, Jeff, that's an excellent question. It sounds like from that uh, description that I read that it has uh, a whole host of unique features. Yeah, it, it, it does. I don't know exactly how, how it's being used. I'm probably going to have to go back and, okay. and ask Karen on next week's episode and <laughs> have, her, have her explain it to me. Because like literally, literally, I will throw a lot of my crazy ideas at her and then she's like, oh yeah, that was in this patent over here that Pfizer filed, you know, oh, yeah. three years ago or eight years ago or whatever it is. And you know, it's crazy because she's got this like photographic memory. And so like, like literally in, in the early days of all the COVID stuff, I came up with this theory about graphene and why they're actually injecting it into people and diet tying in with quantum computing. She's like, no, it's probably plausible. I mean, based upon this patent and this patent and this patent, it's, you know, it, it would make, it would make perfect sense. So I'm definitely have to, gonna have to ask her on that one. Okay. So, you know, um, the patent stuff really, really gets my goat. I, I constantly love looking through those things and, and find. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill which may never exist. But believe it or not, I may have found the next best thing. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviewers can't be wrong. Simply place your order now to get 51% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com. www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Finding stuff. My buddy Mele had sent me some patents for something totally innocuous. But then when you get into it, it's actually related to the jab. And it was like way before that, it, you know, it was ever supposed to be there. I'm going to see if I can find it while we're, we've got uh, one of these people on the line because uh, it's, uh, it's a fun thing to look at. Okay, we've got DJ Vector coming on in. And Vector, can you hear me? Here we go. Oh, he's going to be on camera, perhaps. Vector, Vector, are you there? Yes, I am, and no, I'm not going to be on camera. Zach. Okay, all right, all right. Well, you know that you can you can relax then, my friend. How you doing tonight? Good to see you. I'm sound as a pan. I'm doing great. Hello, Jeff. How you doing? It's a pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you as well. Coming on strong with that hardcore power from the land down under. Yes, uh, I had some questions about uh, D Wave, uh, a diabetic computers warming wet bits from Canada. And uh, I think their former CEO or one of the big wigs over there, Geordie Rose, who went to join Kindle, which is uh, uh, basically, I think, an AI-driven, you know, uh, cyborg type of company. We're talking Skynet, Terminator. You were talking about the predictive programming earlier, like, uh, you know, Terminator 2, uh, 
Johnny Depp's sort of latest kind of Terminator movie, you know, the one, um, you know, what are they telling us? They don't make movies like that for no reason, do they? So, like, what's coming? Uh, it, on, honestly, I feel I feel like it, it could go any number of ways. And it was, it was really interesting because Elon, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Elon sat down with Benjamin Netanyahu. And uh, a few weeks ago, right right before all the craziness happened out, out there in the Middle East, they're talking about the future of AI. And Netanyahu asked asked Elon, like, what's the future look like? He's like, basically, then I'm going to paraphrase. He's like, it could be either be really bad or it could be really good. He's like, really bad would be like Terminator, where the cyborgs and the robots take over the planet and destroy humanity and all that kind of stuff. He's like, the good would, could be heaven on earth. And then he went on to explain heaven on earth. And from my perspective, it's not really heaven on earth it, it, his his definition of heaven on earth is basically nobody will have to work you'll have instant information you'll have access to all information immediately uh you'll be able to eat whatever you want you'll be able to do whatever you want you'll be able to watch whatever you want you won't even have to watch a screen you can watch it in your mind you know so you're watching a show in your mind how weird is that going to be when you're just like staring straight ahead or closing your eyes and you're literally watching something in your mind and basically what he described, if you guys saw the movie Wally that just Pixar put that. out, like yes, I'm like this yes. is, the few, his definition of heaven on earth is in the movie Wally, yep. where they're just all consuming blobs of flesh. Yes. Like yes. those seem to be the two paths that we're heading towards right now. Do you know his wife Grimes, the the artist? Um have you had a look at the lyrics of some of her songs um that's very disturbing so that should give you an idea of what's going on here i'm not saying that i don't trust elon musk i mean i don't so there's that a 100 um but i'm prepared to give people the benefit of the doubt i do believe that we're watching a show here i do think that uh twitter was taken over because there was a lot of compromising information that needed to be released and it was released some of it yes but the good stuff wasn't released jeff that's the bit that we're waiting for and that i'm very disappointed that we haven't seen um so i'm very uh heartened by uh johnson uh the maga speaker apparently who is now uh apparently having released the, all of the hours of the j6 footage so we'll see what happens there oh did I'm he looking forward to- good for him so let's get that done. Yeah. Uh, we need to see that. We need to know what's going on. We need to get those people out of jail. Uh, it's not acceptable. If you don't know who I am, I'm an America first person. I might be in Australia. I might, ha- might have an American accent, but I'm for all intents and purposes an American. Uh, my friend have been eight years on the job here and uh, I understand the importance of uh, free speech. The Second Amendment, which shall not be infringed, by the way, ladies and gents, remember that. Um, all the gun nuts out there, make sure you keep your armories nice and stocked. Uh, buy plenty of gold, silver, uh, brass, and lead. That would be my advice for you. Um, going back to AI, so Geordie Rose and uh, the adiabatic warm and wet bit computers, um, they've all been purchased by major corporations and uh, a lot of governments, including the Australian government. They've all been networked around the world. So there's a very good chance that there's an AI overlay over reality that's going on right now that people uh, aren't really noticing, but they are noticing because I'm noticing that something's not quite right here. Something wrong, so to speak. And, um, <laughs> you know, like, I'm sorry, I'm not being racist. I know President Xi is in Francisco right now. And I'm very, very pleased to see, no disrespect, those uh, CCP flags being torn down by American patriots in San Francisco. Uh, I do not advocate violence, ladies and gents, just letting you know. Go ahead, Jeff. Sorry. <laughs> No, no. Why? Uh, it, it, it's it's inter- it's interesting because I just I just think that 
especially when it, when it comes to when, when it comes to AI. AI is already way more involved than I think any any of us realize, and it's 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 already been manipulating us. It's already it's already been controlling us to a certain degree. You know, I've been talking I've been talking to a lot of a lot of people, some former intelligence guys, you know, things like that, where where they're like, you know, AI has has actually been the the main driving force between the vast majority of of the brainwashing, the propaganda, the psyops that are, that are running. Um, it's it's you know it's coming up with with the, the the most targeted and specific ways in order to ma- to manipulate the american people and the, and, the, and the global population as well the the one thing that i'll say about about elon and and i think that this this ties in with this and and i made this point the other day at, at my talk at at this republican event that i was i was speaking at if you think that elon musk was able to get a loan for 44 billion dollars to buy twitter to defend free speech i guarantee you Nobody would give him that loan because Twitter was already losing money hand, hand over fist. He he had a pathway to profitability. His pathway to profitability was artificial intelligence. I, I've been saying that since practically day one. It, it was XAI, and then they they just he just announced, you know, I, I think it was within this last week yep. that, that you know <clears throat> that what everything they're doing with with artificial intelligence and they're what they're saying is that is that X is going to fuel XA XAI. So. Basically, what the the reason why he was able to buy Twitter and get the loan for forty four billion dollars is because his his goal was to build the most relevant, up to date artificial intelligence on the planet. Chat GPT is only relevant up to a particular date, and it, you know it gets closer and closer to where we are. But anything after that date, it does not have access to. Mm-hmm. Whereas XAI's artificial intelligence is basically real time because it's funneling all of our data, all of our information. That's, that's in my opinion, this is just my opinion projecting onto Elon. And so just take it with a grain of salt. Um, but when you, when you, when you actually think about it, that's why he allowed everybody back onto the platform. That's why he has the policy of freedom of speech, but not necessarily freedom of reach is because he's still gonna, not going to let people see what you're saying. But he still wants you to say it on the platform so that way it gets funneled into the artificial intelligence. And then it's all that information, all that data that's funneling in there. And then the AI can then turn around and it's got all the information because we just put it in there. And then also now they know how to manipulate everybody because they know your tendencies. They know what, what you write, your positions, who you like, all that, all that kind of stuff. So I, I think that the AI play was really was really the the reason why he bought Twitter and turned it into X, and I think that that's the, that's the that's the strat that's the long term strategy. And I think if if <clears throat> we're not careful, he's going to become the most powerful man on the entire planet probably within the next two years. Um, you know, because I mean, he's got the AI, he's got social media platform, he's got outer space, he's got a car company, he's working on on his own currency. I mean, you know, he's working on like like a marketplace. Like at a certain point, he's going to be that. James Bond villain that runs the entire world. So let let me also just say here, uh, the U.S. government has a a long and sordid history of filtering technology into the general population through companies uh, such as the ones that Elon Musk actually controls. Um, It happened with like, you know, fiber optics and a whole host of, of different things. So if the AI that they are giving us today can do what we see online and answer the questions in the way that it does, um, I, I would have to believe that the tools that they're using privately inside the government, inside the DOD and intelligence, uh, they've got to be light years beyond what we have. And, and so in order to prepare the population to eventually 
get to that point, they've got to start with baby steps and they've got to filter it out in, you know, the way that they have been. You know, let's not forget that Elon also is uh, like, you know, one of the largest independent uh, private companies uh, that works as a contractor for the United States government. Basically, he's controlling NASA at this point uh, and our whole satellite infrastructure. Um so, you know, I, I could totally see him as the uh, the conduit to do that. It's kind of like uh, uh, Zuckerberg with Facebook, you know, the day LifeLog shuts down, then all of a sudden we've got this brand new tool called Facebook where you can create your own file online for us to reference so that we know everything about you. Vector, go ahead. Wow. I wanted to refer to the sentient world simulation, Purdue University, and um, basically they're collecting every single thing about us. Uh, They know more about us than we know about us, ladies and gents. So um, they are literally simulating all of us, the billions of the people on the planet. Don't look, don't believe me, go and look up Purdue University, the sentient world simulation, all connected with the D wave, adiabatic wet and warm qubits, AI. Uh, it's all coming. All I can see is Skynet. Uh, there is a Chinese company called Skynet. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's totally almost like there is <laughs> <laughs> no, coming. They are telling us they know they're like, well, we told you. And it's like, okay, so think about the matrix. Think about the nature of reality. Yep. How 99.9% of everything is not physically real. And the rest of it is probably not real either. So, and then we refer to the double slit experiment and the observer effect, how things observed react differently in the universe than when they're not observed. So um, that makes the importance of human beings extremely central to this whole thing, this whole reality. They want to kill us all off, but they can't because we're essentially driving this reality. We're co-creators with the Lord. Um, that's what I think is going on here. So, yes, we are living in a holographic matrix. It is very real, though. Um, and uh, I'm not really sure where to go here. So, well, there's let, so much. I, let, let me say ahead. this before you sign off, Vector. You know, I mean, I, I've, I've often thought about, you know, the possibility of them like pushing us into some sort of, uh, I don't know, the, the, the meta scape, you know, I mean, like a, 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 a holographic universe around us that doesn't really exist. Because, you know, things are just so bad here on on Earth in the physical world, you know, are, are they just making it intolerable for people to remain in this physical space so that you just get to the point where you're like, you know, God, you know, I'm 500 pounds. I can't leave the house anyways. I might as well just strap on a helmet and then be like there was a movie actually with Bruce Willis. Uh, I can't remember what the name of it, it was like, I don't know, something to do with um uh, like avatars or something like that. Like the people in the real world would strap in basically into a VR simulation. They would wake up. They would be attractive. They would be in shape. Their lives would be perfect, and and they would just do whatever they needed to do. Like you could be a woman if you wanted to. If you're a man, you know you could be someone of a different nationality. Uh, yeah, and and I could totally see the world just getting so bad that people would make that choice rather than have to you know, deal with what's happening in front of them. It's kind of scary. Yeah, no, it, 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 it is. It is really scary. And, and but but also they've, they've been conditioning us that that's the direction that they want that they want to take us for for years and years, decades even. Um, so so it, it makes perfect sense when you when you're seeing them rolling out, you know, the, the metaverse and all these different virtual realities and, 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 all, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but but also it's give it's giving the powers that be the ability to, to control and and manipulate everybody. I mean I mean you know it's like if they can't depopulate the earth, 
you know, through, you know, you know, the uh, bioweapons and viruses and vaccines and whatever, whatever it is. The next best step is just get everybody in, inside a little box with a virtual reality headset and you basically do nothing. You get, you give them a little bit of junk food that's super cheap to give them. And then they just sit there in this alternate reality. That's not real life. Uh, um, Bill Gates said that's his favorite show. Like, uh, I haven't seen it, but it's just like, this seems like really fucked up. Like you're just, uh, you're boxed in like a rat, you know, like it's almost like Star Trek, you know, when they sort of, uh, what is it? Uh, number one, I can't remember his name, you know, not John Luke Picard, but he was trapped in like, uh, some holographic matrix for Riker. a really long time. Riker. Right. That's it. I'm Commander a, big, Riker. I, I'm a <laughs> bit, you know, like how, how accurate is Star Trek? Q, the Borg. What are they telling us? Predictive programming, ladies and gents. This is the way to go. Look, I'm I'm taking up way too much time. But okay. Can you continue at this? Because i got to go. All right. But I love you guys. I'll be in touch, Zach. We'll see you, brother. Peace. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We've got four other people on the line. So if you're on the line, don't hang up. We will get to you. Next caller. Caller, you're on the air. Can we get your name? Hey, happy uh, Friday, uh, Zach, and uh, your guest, uh, Jeff. How are you guys doing tonight? Casey, good to hear Casey. from you, buddy. Yeah, and uh, I just want to mention to Jeff, ironically, like your first uh, Rumble Rant or whatever, I was actually born on March 16th as well. So oh. it's a real triumphant. Look at that. So it's, a, nice. it's a really weird day in this respect. It's almost a, a cross for us to bear being born on that day because I have a twin sister as well. But oh, wow. uh, the most famous person born on March 16th was actually Jerry Lewis. So it's like, uh, hey, lady, it's really hard to be taken seriously when that's your uh, role model for, you know. And I also think that humor, uh, as well as sarcasm, is the key to uh, breaking the AI algorithm, if you will. But uh, and, and, Jeff, I want to applaud you for... Uh, starting up a platform. I hope it doesn't get parlayed or parlored. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you did say, uh, you have a trustworthy country that you're dealing with. Uh, can I ask, is it on the, on, on or near the 45th parallel? Is it in the Western hemisphere? Uh, well, okay. So, so to, to, to be clear, so they, they have, they have multiple different servers, servers around, around the world, really is, is what is the, the company that we're dealing with right now. Uh, but they are full on in, in bunkers. But one, one of the, one of the cool reasons why, why I went with them is because they, they firmly believe in free speech. They've worked with a lot of other, uh, much more controversial, uh, sites and, uh, and platforms than, than we are. So I know that they're not gonna, that they're not gonna kick us off. Um, so, so I'm, I'm jumping through all the hoops because, because like literally I had so many people just tell me like, look, just get started on AWS. And then you can migrate no. later. And I'm like, oh, no, no, we're not, we're not, we're, we're, not, we're not doing that. They're like, get an app store and that way you get all the users right now, get in the app store. And then later you can transition. I'm like, no, why, why, why would I start off not on strong foundation? I want to start off on strong foundation where I know, okay, look, we're, we're controlling this step by step the right way. And then we've got a strong foundation to build on. And, um, and so, yeah, we're, I'm, it, it's definitely a lot of hoops to jump through to make sure that we're doing this thing right. Real, real yeah. quick. I, my mom just sent me some breaking news. I've got to say it because I think it's very important. 
The brother-in-law of Stacey Abrams was just arrested for human trafficking in Tampa, Florida. When it, I don't, uh, Tampa is not uh, uh, Grady Judd, but man, how funny would it be to have Grady Judd do a press conference exposing Stacey Abrams' brother-in-law? Okay, please, go ahead. <laughs> well, we, we can only help, you know, I guess say, yeah. Uh, There'll be a lot of fat shaming and dental jokes coming out of it <laughs> that way. Um, but uh, it, 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 it just as you said, trusted, a trustworthy country. So that automatically in my brain just, you know, that narrows the list down to very few. So, uh, but it, it, it just in the sense of the site, hopefully you'll be Android friendly because it seems like all these apps, wait for the Android users. And I'm one of these people, you know, I'm not giving any more money to China than I have to, you know, I just rather use the Android app as opposed to being tied to, you know, Apple and just all their human rights violations and stuff. So uh, hopefully you'll be Android friendly from the get go. Um, and also you said the name is going to be Pickaxe. Yeah, Pickax, P-I-C-K-A-X, and you guys can actually sign up uh, now, and then basically everybody that's signing up now will be a part of our, our beta launch when we launch in January. I, I want to say you should probably get the domain PickAsk because there's going to be a large population with our education system that's going to mispronounce it. <laughs> so. It'll be colloquially known as PickAsk. I, I like the idea of PickAsk, though. It's like you're uh, uh, like smashing the current paradigm, like uh, breaking through. Yeah, well, yeah, my, my, you're my, also... My, my... My my thought my thought process was okay so so we're we're, we're picking away at the, at the whole at the hold that big tech has over us and then we're also having it set up to where uh you, you you're not just liking things but you're either picking things or you're axing things so you either like it or you dislike it and that's all funneling in through the algorithms and how and how how we run everything so um so when you're so we're just doing the play on words on that one too so well the play on words is to pick ask if you want to ask anything you know because questions should never be outlawed. All right. If you want to ask anything, we're the place to get the answer. I feel. I feel. I feel like uh, maybe I just need to develop my own artificial intelligence, and then our chat bot will be (laughs) pickaxe. There you go. You know, Uh, and and I I just love the the free speech you guys talk about Elon and everything, but the whole thing with X and just any other platform, the real litmus test is like Alex Jones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe, maybe yay in and off or whatever, but you're really not free speech unless you're getting, you know, some of the OG researchers involved in the, in the platforms, you know, just seeing what he's had to endure via lawfare tells me that anybody that has free speech or has Alex on is opening themselves up wittingly or unwittingly to a lawsuit, you know, because they're giving them a platform. So I think until... Alex is free on X. X is never free. Um, I just I, would you would you allow uh, uh, Alex Jones on your website? Oh yeah, in in a heartbeat. In fact, I'll probably reach out to him and <laughs> and and try try to have him be one, one of the first people on there. Um, but 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 uh, you know, I I think. I think with uh with with like X and just like the the way, just the way that they're doing things it's it's like clearly they're not letting somebody like Alex Jones on there and it's like why 
you know, he's, he's already, he's already dealt with his lawsuit. Like it's like they're allowing terror, like actual legitimate terrorists on there and terrorist organizations on there. But Alex Jones is too dangerous to be allowed on Twitter. That's just, that's just, that's just insane. One of the things I was actually talking to my tech guys about half jokingly, but I'm also kind of half serious about it is that when, uh, when you report a post, what I want to do is I want to have a pop-up and you know how, you know how, like when you, when you sign up for something, you got to scroll through the terms and conditions. I want like a pop-up and you have to check a box that says that you read the first amendment and does this post actually violate the first amendment? And then, um, and then yes. And then we'll have somebody, you know, double check it or whatever, whatever it is. But, uh, (laughs) but it, but it's, it's just, it's just like, think through this thing critically. Okay. You don't like it. You think it's misinformation. You think it's quote unquote dangerous, but did they actually dock somebody? Did they, did they threaten somebody? Are they organizing terrorist, you know, activity? Are, you know, there, there's certain things that are clearly illegal, but pretty much everything else is protected by the United States Constitution. And I don't care if you don't like it or whatever it is. If you think that somebody is slandering you, and again, this, you know, we'll have to figure out the terms and conditions and all that kind of stuff. But if you think it's somebody slandering you or whatever it is, that's not my job to be the arbiter of what's, what's right or wrong or whatever to be on there. Go sue them. Take mm-hmm. them to court, prove it in court, and then we'll deal with that after the fact. But I'm not going to take a preemptive approach of silencing speech that you don't like or you deem dangerous, you deem disinformation or slant, whatever it is. I'm just not going to deal with that. Yeah, and I also look at it, too. Are they employing, which a lot of algorithms obviously don't, uh, the Streisand effect? I think about, you know, back in the day when Clockwork Orange came out. You know, the fact that it had been banned, along with Deep Throat, that made it more popular. Mm-hmm. So is the fact that they're keeping Alex Jones off, is that increasing his popularity <clears throat> to go to these other sites and to, uh, you know, see what he has to say because so much has been misinterpreted. Um, you're talking with, you know, uh, Elon and the financing. Uh, I, I'm a big believer that the millionaires have to do what the billionaires say, but the billionaires have to do what the trillionaires say. And, so whether Elon is actually a trillionaire and he's controlling things, um, I think he's actually probably teamed up with at least with the Twitter financing uh, with Larry Ellison of Oracle. And we know he's pro-Trump, but, uh, you know, the fact that he has that supercomputer down in Mississippi that they access to do a lot of the elections, and put it this way, they have all the information. So I think between Elon and Larry, uh, they can control their destiny and they're, they're uncancelable and they're unlawfareable, if you will. So I, 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 unless you have any new information on who else might be on Elon's side. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have. I don't have any other any other information uh, than that. Really, I I, um, I knew that about Oracle and and, and all of that. I think, I think again, it's, it's one of, it's one of those things. I've never been fully on team Elon. I've never been fully on anti team Elon. Um, I just kind of take what he says. A, a lot of what he does, I think is phenomenal. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I love, I love the ideas that he comes up with sometimes. And he, he, he obviously, I mean, obviously he's taking people at outer space and he's dealing with, with electrical cars and, you know, without, without the, the same reliance upon the government that a lot of the other electric cars are, you know, like he's, he's, he's doing a lot and coming up with new infrastructure and, 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 and the whole deal. Um, also at the same time, like I was saying at the, at the very beginning of the show, 
I don't trust his worldview. I, I, I don't, he does not have the same outlook on life as us, as us. He does not have the same worldview as us. And when he, like I described, when he, when he told Benjamin Netanyahu what his version of heaven on earth is, and that was Wally in real life. Um, that's, that's not the direction that I want to go, uh, for humanity. So, um, that's just, that's yeah. just the, the way that I look at it. I mean, Casey, Casey, well, we've got, we've, we've, we've got three people on the line and I want to make sure we get to everybody. So I just want you to wrap it up right here, buddy. Okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I don't know if there's a bunch of people behind me, if I'm going too short or too long, but no problem. Uh, well, I'm just on the Elon thing in space. You obviously eliminate the flat earthers if you're going in along his views, but um, that's not, yeah, you mentioned you got an 18 year old, uh, 18 month old. Uh, is he totally unvaccinated? Yeah, yeah, we we did we did not we did not do anything. We actually uh you know fired uh one of our pediatricians for uh for trying for trying to push the polio vaccine because mm. the, the pediatrician said, guys, polio's back. I'm like, really. <clears throat> I'm among like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, among the vaxxed it's back among the vaxxed yeah. i'm like so, so, so i'm like okay we're not going to do anything today let me go let me go research this right so i go <laughs> i go home and research it one case in the entire united states mm-hmm. from somebody who's vaccinated from drinking water from from tap water that it somehow came in there and it was a strand that came from the vaccine you know where all the rest of the cases are there's less than 100 in the entire world all the rest of the cases of polio in the entire world are in two countries Pakistan and Afghanistan. Now, what are the odds that I'm going to come into contact or my son's going to come into contact with the one person in New Jersey with polio from 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 a vaccine or less than 100 people from Pakistan or Afghanistan? Mm -hmm. I don't think that's worthy of saying polio's back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's sort of an abstract sense. But all right, KC, thank you for your call, buddy. I appreciate you. And I just want to make a quick point about the graphene. Uh, graphene could actually be an extraterrestrial compound. All right. Not of this world, but sure. increasingly part of it, which might explain some of the bonding and properties that it has. But uh, guys, have a wonderful night, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to talk to you tomorrow. All right, brother. If I we'll... don't talk to anybody, happy Thanksgiving. Guys. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you soon. All right. So I saw some people asking in the chat, uh, what is the uh, uh, Jimmy Gardner's actual relation to Stacey Abrams? He married her sister, who's a judge. What's interesting about this case is that he was actually jailed. Well, first of all, he was drafted by the Chicago Cubs in 1984. He was wrongfully convicted of sexual abuse in 1987 or sexual assault of two women in West Virginia. Uh, he was in prison for 27 years, supposedly wrongfully, and he was exonerated in 2016. So then two years after that, he married uh, the uh, uh, Georgia federal judge Leslie Abrams Gardner, who is Stacey Abrams' sister, uh, and then – in Tampa, this 16-year-old girl that he uh, he was human trafficking, uh, it was a young girl that refused to have sex with him. And so he, I guess, kidnapped her and then, like, held her in a hotel room. I don't know where his uh, wife, the judge, was, but uh, I'd be interested to see if she makes any comment on the whole thing. And we'll tell you if we find anything else. Caller, you're on the air. Can we get your name? Yes, hi Zach. It's uh, it's Andre. Hey Andre, what's up, buddy? Good to hear from you. Good to hear from you too. I missed most of the phone calls, unfortunately, because I don't have good service and I'm only on my phone. Oh I'm yeah. Connect, but I don't want to say anything that hasn't been repeated, and I'll, I'll keep it short. Usually, I, I try to keep it short. But 
the topic for today was like super, super interesting. Uh, AI, I think about it all the time and I think about like what it's doing to not just like the world, but also like, especially the youth right now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's to me, AI. it's like, uh, it's like you use AI. People are saying they don't want to think anymore. You know what I mean? AI is literally humanity saying we don't want to think for ourselves anymore. Yep. And so I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. My, my dad, he grew up, he got to see how technology changed and all that stuff and how rapidly it advanced. We grew up with, you know, flip phone. I grew up with flip phones turning into smartphones, and now we're seeing AI. Like, that's the new thing. And it's killing jobs. It's killing, like, artists. I'm, my girlfriend, she's an artist. And, like, people can just make art and do all types of stuff and like they don't they don't have to think creatively there's a there's a youtuber i think his name's bubble cup or something like that oh yeah he like yeah he ran like his entire channel through ai i'm sure yeah i'm sure you've seen that yeah he he so he made he made like an ai an ai version of himself had it like programmed based on all of his prior content created a an avatar initially and then he made a photorealistic AI version of himself. So uh, I've looked at his videos. It's uncanny. And, uh, I, you know, his, his, his content is simplistic. It's like Minecraft playthroughs and he just makes dumb jokes. So the AI version of him, to me, is indistinguishable from, like, himself when he's actually making the videos. But I think that it's really bad uh, for the future of content creation. I mean, it, because the people who are watching that, you're right, Andre, it's, it's young people. You know, I mean, like they're watching it and they're probably like, oh, that's so cool. I want to make an AI version of myself that's going to pump out mindless drivel for other people to watch and then I'm going to monetize it. That's my ticket. Right. Well, but, yeah. But, but, and but also, also, th- also think about this. And I'll just say this really quick and I'll, I'll pass it back to you. But like, like basically what AI is going to do, especially once we start combining it with brains and it, you know, implanting it in there and you, you have instantaneous access to all, like all this information and all that, like we're basically going to be creating all the future of humanity are going to be a bunch of really dumb, smart people because it's a bunch of people that know a lot, but didn't actually have to learn anything. And yeah. so you have a bunch of people that have instant information, but they didn't learn how to like actually learn and learn how to actually think, you know, like, like a, a lot, yeah. a lot for a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people like you become who you are through difficulties and overcoming yes. obstacles and learning and struggling and figuring out what works and what doesn't. But what we're going to do is we're basically giving everybody the prize without going through the, going through the struggle. And that, that to me is, is a, is a, a huge detriment to the future of humanity. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely could not agree more. I feel like all this kind of started with like self checkout as funny as it sounds. I feel like that's where, to me, that's where I can distinguish where it's like, okay, we're going to give the jobs to like, you know, robots or, or like self-checkout. It's all about you checking out yourself. And it's like we're losing that human interaction that people, especially children, children don't know how to socialize with each other. They don't go outside anymore. <laughs> Parents don't feel safe letting their kids go outside. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, these kids are growing up really smart. They know how to use technology. They know how to maneuver it. They're book smart, but they don't have common sense. Yeah, and that's like the biggest thing. It you can go through life being a, the most intelligent person in the world, but if you don't have common sense, you're not going to make it very far. So true, so true. Yeah, I mean, a, a world w- without trial and tribulation, w- without some layer of suffering, is 
going to be so bland. And, you know, rather than making decisions based upon our previous life experience, people will just be given directives. You know, I mean, like, oh, you shouldn't do that because, you know, the the great AI overlord says that that's a bad thing. You know, don't use that word. Uh, Don't speak about that subject because it's been programmed into you. It's uh, it's scary. Yeah, and, and also thinking about, too, like how AI can influence not just, like, our cultural standards, but also government. Mm-hmm. You know, the second they think AI write laws and stuff like that, and it says, you know what, let's make a law and let's do it. Like, you know how they do fine print where they make, they use crazy words that people don't understand, and they can basically say, like, the like, terms of agreement or whatever, they're like, hey, we, we own whatever you post on here now, we can look at all your files and do all that stuff. And they're, it's, they're already implementing it. So it's not like they're going to. It's already happening. It's just it, we're, we're blind to it because we're, we're glued to our phones and, and all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, very true. I, I, really, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate your time, Jeff. Thank you so much. Zach, thank you very much. My dad says hello, by the way. Awesome. Yeah, he was, uh, he was, uh, yeah, he was telling me to tell you hi because he's been watching since YouTube, the Q, Q drops. Right on. Tell them that. Thank you very much for sticking with me, and thank you for passing it on to the next generation. I appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Have a great day, gentlemen. All right, brother. You do the same. We'll see you. All right, two more callers on the line. Let's bring in the next one. Combat Carl, I see you in there. Uh, It's so good to see your name, man. It's been a minute. Let's go ahead and bring in the next caller. Caller, you're you're on the line. Go ahead and mute your stream, and uh, let's get your question. Oh, actually, while you're muting, caller, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, okay, great. Before you ask Jeff your question or give us your thoughts, uh, a.k.a. Lou9 over on Rumble says, how do you sign up for the new platform? Good show, Zach, and appreciate all you're doing, uh, all the work. Uh, thank you very much for that, Lou. I appreciate it. And, Jeff, uh, you said that the uh, the app is currently in beta testing. When do you anticipate that it will be released, and how will people go about signing up for an account? Sure. So, so our target date of when we're, when we're going to be, uh, releasing it is going to be in January. That'll be, that'll be when we, when we do our beta launch with, with the public. So we'll allow a certain amount of people, uh, you know, on there, uh, to get started. Uh, right now you guys can actually go over to pickaxe.com. Again, it's P-I-C-K-A-X.com. You guys can sign up today and anybody who signs up today will be a part of that, that first phase of people that will be, uh, allowed on the platform. So again, that's pickaxe.com. And then everybody who signs up uh, right now will be among that, that first phase. All right, here we are. All right, thank you so much, Jeff. And caller, can we get your name? Frey and the Boys. Frey and the Boys. Welcome back to the program, buddy. How you doing? Thanks, Zach. Very very well, very well. Good stuff. So, I, you know, I've, I've been listening for a while, and I, I don't hear much talk about God. Okay? I have to believe that there is a higher power. Mm-hmm. So if AI and all this stuff is coming along, you know, we got to get ahead of it. And there's a way, I think, that we can make this work in in God's name. Or maybe that's the whole intent to begin with. Because we are at a war, you know, between good and evil. Mm -hmm. I want to congratulate you on your opening up your your site. And I want to know what your thoughts about are about uh, you know your higher power and what 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 where does God play a part in all this? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, so I'll, I'll just say this. I'm, I'm a very, very strong Christian. Uh, again, like what, what I was, I was telling uh, Zach in the very beginning of the show that, um, you know, I started off with just a Christian show. Like I had a show called Conversations with Jeff, and I would literally just have pastors and theologians on, and I would just l- pick their brain, talk theology, you know, dive into the minutia of Calvinism versus Arminianism and charismatic versus cessationism and what's going to happen in, in times and all that kind of stuff. So that, you know, that's kind of my background. I actually went to school to uh, go into youth ministry. And, and, you know, so that's kind of my, my background studying theology and church stuff and, and, and all that. Um, for me, I, because I've been wrestling with this idea with, with AI, and especially when, because it's heading towards blending together artificial intelligence with quantum computing. And as I, the more that I'm researching this and the more that I'm looking into this, the more that I'm convinced, I'm convinced that, th- that, you know, AI and quantum computing is rooted in, de- in demonic forces. Like, like I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. Um, it, it's probably one of those things I can't 100% prove, but it's just, it, I'm you can't almost have one positive. without the other. Yeah. There's so, the yin and the yang. Right. So, so, and so, this, so this, know that God wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, so this, this is my thing. This is what I've been wrestling with because a lot of people have been saying, well, Jeff, why don't you develop AI to incorporate in a pickaxe and then just use, use it for good? But it, if it is in fact demonic, like I, like I believe that it is, like, I don't want anything to anything to do with it, right? And so, and so, for me, the, well, the, it would be the way up to the, our culture, it would be up to our culture to have a big mind shift, to support a spiritual awakening that AI could uh, attach itself to, and bring those godly things out into uh, whatever that AI realm would be. Well, I think that the problem that you run into, Frey and the boys, is that the people who are developing AI don't seem to have that same sort of spiritual foundation. I mean, what we see all too often is that the people who are, you know, deeply uh, uh, influential in the scientific and programming communities quite often, I mean, they're more likely to be transhumanists. And so they may not even believe in God. They may have no spiritual foundation. And so, like, you know, we were talking earlier in the show with people like Yuval Noah Harari, you know, they look at AI as an opportunity not to enhance humanity, not to give them any of uh, of, of that, uh, you know, that spiritual foundation, but uh, more of, as a methodology to create ourselves in the image of God in the way that, you know, we want to be created, you know, like we no longer have to worry about God because Thanks to this new technology, we are God. So what we would need would be people who do have that spiritual foundation and belief uh, to actually be the ones uh, creating the technology and developing an AI that incorporates that into it. So it's an open call. It's an open call to anybody out there who has the ability. giving us an opportunity to explore those spiritual realms within AI to protect ourselves. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, and, and it's 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 also interesting too because you know, and I was just thinking about this right now as as you as you were talking, the the these guys that that are programming this. I mean, Elon Elon has said like who who's typically pro- programming all this technology and AI? It's people that live in San Francisco and well, Silicon Valley well, pri- primarily. Remember, Elon is the biggest government contractor. Right. Yeah. Let's not forget that. Let's put put this stuff in perspective. He's not just some boy genius. They came out of nowhere because he's so smart. He's been helped along sure. by our government, 
whether they're the, the white hats or black hats, I hate to put it that way, but uh, time will tell. It's very yeah. true. Very, very true. Yeah. Well, well, now, now go back, go back to the book of Genesis, right? Two, two, of, two of the big things that happened where, where God you know, forever changed the trajectory of the planet was, number one, was the Nephilim, which was the combination of, demo- of, of demonic forces with human biology, right? And, you know, and, you know, they, everybody was doing what was right in their own eyes, and, and God sent the flood, destroyed, destroyed, you know, Earth sa- saved a, a small handful of people and, and that, and that whole thing. Number two was, uh, was the Tower of Babel, where people felt like, like they could congregate together in one place, even though God said disperse around the whole world and, you know, populate the entire earth. They came into one place. They built this tower that they said that they, they could get them all the way, all the way directly to heaven um, and, and that sort of thing. So when, when you think about that, that's kind of what they're doing today through, te- through technology. Both of those instances, transhumanism is, is the first time since Genesis six where where they've been uh successfully combining human biology with something that's non-human biology. Back then it was human biology with 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 the fallen angels. Today it's human biology with with technology. And then also through artificial intelligence they're almost doing the same the same end goal think, of the Tower of Babel. Do you think God's going anywhere? He's No, God's not, God's not going anywhere. Well, then why are we so paranoid? About this technology taking us over. Well, I'm 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 not paranoid about about, about the technology taking taking us over in the sense that I know based upon what what the Bible teaches, uh, Book of Revelation, uh, that God God wins in the end. So from that standpoint, I'm I'm not concerned. What I, what I am concerned about are people being deceived. Uh, and, and people being taken over by, uh, you know, you, you could argue demonic technology, you know, like Zach and I were talking about earlier, well, I, is I that... I believe we're about to be... I believe we're about to come into a time where you, you will no longer be able to deny God anymore. And if that's true, okay, this technology that these people are using for evil will be turned against them. That's, that's, that's how I see it playing out. And if not, we're all screwed. Well, I, I think I sincerely hope that that's the case, you know, but um, I, I wouldn't say that Jeff and I are uh, being, I don't know, like doomers about this stuff. But I think that what's important uh, is is to consider all these okay. possibilities, you know, because otherwise, if we I'm just. That, yeah, yeah. I know you better. I know you better than that. Right on. But Good. What I, what Good. I'd, like to, I'd like to really press on your audience is that we need to get out of this. Way ahead of this. Way ahead of this. And bring God into it. And pray. And use it for our benefit. It's the best way to go. All right. Well, listen, Freya, we've almost uh, gotten to the end of the show, and I want to make sure we get this last caller in. So I appreciate you. Thank you very much for the call. Thank you very much, Zach. All right. God God bless, uh, brother. God bless you. And uh, let's win this war. Right on. Let's do it. We'll see you. Peace. Thank you so much. Also, someone had asked in the chat about the new FCC rule, um, which is a rule to prevent and eliminate digital discrimination. 
I feel like this is completely unnecessary, and it's another woke virtue signal uh, to suggest that communications companies are making decisions about where to put broadband based upon people's race or ethnicity or their religious background. I don't think that that's true at all. Everybody uses the Internet. Uh, Everybody basically has access to the Internet. The places where they don't have high-speed broadband, typically it's like out in the, the country, uh, you know, it's it's where there isn't a lot of infrastructure that's built up. And, and you know, frankly, I mean, the people who are living out in those undeveloped areas, uh, it, they tend to be Caucasians. You know, I mean, like they're 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 farmers, they're agrarians, you know, they're 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 cattle ranchers, uh, you know, by and large, it's this is a non-starter. So I think that it's uh, it's really just another unnecessary virtue signal by the administration. All right, let's go ahead and bring in Combat Carl. And let me say thank you to Brubark, who said, if Elon supports CBDCs, we'll know where he stands. And then Michelle Ann says, thank you for another great show. Carl, we don't have any audio from you. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here, brother. Right on. Good to see you. Good to see you. <laughs> All right. I am so excited to be here. Jeff, it's a pleasure to meet you. I I, I came on tonight to share... Um, a research project that I've been working on for over a decade, and it finally came to me just a couple nights ago right before last. Right on. So I've been putting together the real history behind our solar system and our planet. And I've been using a lot of ancient text and ancient stories from all around the world. And, um, and of course, movies and whatnot, they, they play uh, an integral part. They, they give us aspects of our past. They, you know, they, they tell you what happened without actually giving you the details. So I've been working on some of the details. Now, the story is amazing, and it's going to blow everybody's mind, and it contradicts almost everything you've ever been taught. So keep this in mind. Now, we don't know the details of the very beginning beginning of who they were, what they were. So we're going to fill some blocks and we're going to play Hollywood just a little bit. All right. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. Keep going. Okay, great. So since you like AI, let's play with AI. All right. We're going to modify the story a little bit to deal with AI. So the story goes like this. Once upon a time in a galaxy, not so very far away. It's our own solar system. There were a total of 13 planets. Okay. You had the sun, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Earth, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, um, Tiamat, Ceres, and then Pluto. Okay? Okay. Quite a bit different than what we're used to. All right. So the story starts with a planetary conflict in between Ceres and Tiamat. Now, Tiamat was a very, very large, very dense planet. Tiamat was about the size of Mars. Most, you know, a lot of water, kind of like Earth, but just a lot smaller. Now, Ceres was much more technologically advanced uh, than Tiamat, and they wanted total domination, total control. So this, so they developed AI to an exceptional level. Uh, they became transhumans, and uh, they wanted to convert Tiamat. Tiamat, population of Tiamat said, not no, hell no, and they started a war. Tim uh, series was losing the war. So they broke out their new satellite weapon and it was advanced state of the art artificial intelligence operated. It is a beast. It was a, almost a small planetoid and they fired and they fired a gamma ray 
into the heart of TMA. And they were expecting just a, a small, they wanted to shut the planet's core down and then freeze everybody and then claim the planet for themselves after they killed everybody on it. Unfortunately, um, disaster happened. Um, it created a nuclear explosion in the heart of the planet. It detonated the star. And it shattered with such volatility that it, when it exploded, it shaved everything away from Ceres except this tiniest little portion of the planet. The shockwave was so massive, it ripped through the entire galaxy into the entire solar system, knocking every single planet off of its natural orbit. Devastation struck, creating the Oort cloud, the furthest asteroid asteroid belt in our solar system. So Ceres still it's still around today. I've seen satellite imagery. It's a, it's a dwarf planet now. It's it's the size of a meteorite. Yeah, you know, a small yeah. meteor, and it's stuck, you know, in the remnants of TMA. Um, now, what science sometimes admits, sometimes doesn't, but uh, you know, history and and other other cultures and everything tell us that we live in a dual star system. We have our yellow, formerly yellow sun. Now it's a white sun. It has a sister sun. It's a brown dwarf star. And around that brown dwarf star, it has nine planets or so. I think there's eight or nine. Nothing's confirmed on that. Uh, but there's more than, you know, they, they, they say on average there's nine planets. Now, it has a elliptical orbit. It comes around every 12,000, 3,600 years, somewhere right around there. And normally, the electromagnetic fields allow each of these planetoids and the sun to bypass our planets with no problem. The fields, the magnets, they push the planets away and they maintain their distances and they do it traverse, they traverse it safely every cycle. Well, on the very next cycle, uh, Nibiru, which is a much larger, much denser planet, uh, collided with Earth because all the planets were put out of position due to the uh, destruction of Tiamat. Now, before I get into that, I want to talk about the Earth prior to its reposition, prior to this collision. At this time in the Earth's history, the Earth was three to five times larger than it is today. It was massive. The atmosphere was massive. The humanoids on the planet were miles tall, and they had some that were several hundred feet. They were different sizes, but they were bipedal, human-looking, just like you and I, except they were of gigantic size. We're talking miles tall into the sky. The petrified remains of the trees that used to be on this planet are now mountains to us. Uh, the Devil's Peak in Wyoming is one perfect example of it. Mm -hmm. If you revitalize that tree and allow it to grow, it would grow above our atmosphere. It is too large. So it existed on a planet that was much, much larger. And this is the part that we're not told. Our planet used to be huge. The, and the, the people on this, the people and creatures on this planet used to be absolutely massive. And the catastrophe struck. 
Nibiru smashed into into the planet Earth. It was much denser and much bigger. It shredded, and I mean obliterated, the planet Earth. Hit it like a marble bowling ball against a clay pen. Just ripped a giant chunk, almost in half, a little bit less than half, off into space, creating this massive, uh, the Iron Belt on the other side of Mars. It shot Earth out into space, and it eventually came back around on the inside of Mars to where it is today. Now, it was lopsided. It was destroyed. All life on, on it was basically destroyed. All life lost. And this caused a problem. So you got to understand. So if you want to blame AI, AI controlling series, their decision to destroy their enemies, TMN, changed the course of history in our entire solar system. Not once, but twice. So the Federation of Planets, now this is where it gets exciting. The Federation of Planets come in. They deactivate the Death Star or satellite that Ceres used to destroy Tiamat and hauled it over to Earth, put it in a synchronous orbit around it. And uh, with that, with that satellite there, all the land masses in Earth were broken and shattered. So with this extra gravitational pull, it's pulled all the land masses away from each other and allowed them to slide, and it allowed the balance the planet to balance itself. And then it started to get its proper rotation again. This is why our Earth has a wobble, because over the past few hundred billion years or however long it's taken, the Earth has been practicing on balancing itself and creating this balance. Carl, I, yeah. I, I, buddy, we're at the end of the show. I hate to cut you short, but where can we go to – Do you, have you compiled this into any form where people can check it out online on a website or something? No? Are you going I, to? I just finished – like I said, I, I just finished – there's only a little bit more to the story. Okay. All right. All right. And this is just, just, a, just a minute. I'm, I can okay. speed it up okay. a little bit. So to – uh, to create a memorial, because this disaster from Ceres affected every planet in our solar system. Many civilizations were completely eradicated. What they did is they transplanted planet Earth, they repopulated it with each of the species that were destroyed during these catastrophes. This is where we get our other this is where we get black people white people mexican people so forth and so on they these are all the populations left over from this catastrophe um but nibiru was given permission or not given permission not sure about this to mine gold here and this is where our bible comes in this is where the sumerian tablets come in and they tell us the story of their creation and their version of Adam. So the Federation of Planets created man on this planet. And then I think the, I have a strong feeling that the Anunnaki are more of the satanic nature. They came in and started bastardizing everything from the beginning when they came here to mine the remnants of the gold from the petrified giants that once existed on this planet. And that's to fix their uh, atmosphere. And, of course, the, there's a whole lot more to this story. But I've just been 
Like I said, it just, the chronological order finally hit me 48 hours ago. I was watching Curse of Oak Island episode, season 11, episode one, and it hit me. So now I have, now I have the chronological order. There's still a lot of gaps to put it in, but uh, no, I, I do need to put it on paper and uh, get the video evidence and compile all the evidence and create a book, create a movie and all this fun stuff to share the story. But think about this story when you start contemplating AI, aliens, and all of this other nonsense. We are not alone. We've never been alone. God is not the creator of your avatar. God is the creator of your soul, the spark inside you. Okay? The creator of your avatar is either Yahweh, which is Enlil or Enki. The creator of your avatar, your physical body is one of created by the Federation of Planets through one of the former species of one of these former planets. What we are told is a lie from the beginning. This, the AI, I mean, we know we're controlled. This this Karzarian mafia, if that's what you want to call it, the cabal, they're Satanists. They don't worship God. They don't believe in, they know God exists. They know Satan exists. They worship Satan. They worship the children of Enlil and Enki. They worship the children of Anik. Okay, but, you know, it's it, that, that's a long, complicated story. You can look up uh, um, Forbidden Knowledge. He's great on breaking down the ancestry of the Anunnaki and the Sumerians and all that, that fun stuff and show you how to research it on your own so you can find your own answers. Um, but like I said, I know you're running short. What do you think, Jeff? Real quick, what do you think of the story I just told you? Thoughts, Jeff? I, I, w- I, w- I would definitely have to have to research that one. And in the the the, th- the thing for me that I, that I always tell everybody is it's like because everybody always comes to me with uh, with uh, all sorts of like either either theories or new new accounts or whatever it is. And uh, my friend Mindy Robinson and I are always trying to one up each other on whatever kind of conspiracy theory we can prove to be true over the other one. Um, so, but what, what's, in, what's, in, what's interesting is that I, I would definitely have to, have to dive into that and then, um, t- take, take a look at that for, for, for myself. For, for me, for when, when I, when I research and I study, I'm very much more reading as, a, as opposed to auditory for like processing information. So for, for me, like, reading it i'm like i as i'm going through i'm like thinking through whatever it is but for whatever reason auditory i don't have the same uh capacity to absorb exactly (laughs) capacity to absorb in real in real time there you go here's one here's one piece of evidence that you can find really quickly that you can look and see now earth was on the other side of mars when tiamat smacked earth a large chunk of earth broke off hit Mars, and then bounced into outer space. And when it hit Mars, it cracked the surface. And I mean a serious crack. You can still, with pictures today, see the impact of the chunk of Earth that hit Mars. It is massive, and it's undeniable of what it is. Okay? I just just found a whole bunch of stuff on Tiamat as you were telling us that uh, theory. And so I'm going to send this over to Jeff after we got off the air here tonight. Yeah, uh, but just 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 a heads up. So when I've gone through this, there have been many planets with the name Tiamat. Some people said Earthless Tiamat, renamed Tiamat at one time. It okay, was, but so don't get stuck up on the names like Ceres. I, I know it's out there. I may be pronouncing it wrong. I may be using the wrong name. Uh, it's a it's an asteroid with water and a supposedly a population on it. 
Uh, Tiamat, of course, it's an Oort belt right now, so we don't know much about it. Um, but uh, like I said, every I used as much, you know, I looked at the, the evidence that has been presented to us, looked at the damage of Mars, look at the asteroid belts, the comets, all these ants questions. You know, I answered all the questions that science and history refuse to answer. And this this order of events is easily seen and it's easily played out. It all, it connects the dots to every question you've ever had. And it goes down and it tells you where we are today, including who's manipulating us. Um, the other thing, you know, I was stuck on, you know, I was really excited about Toronto fields back in the day, right, Zach? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. yep. Somebody actually yeah. just said, sent me a video of uh, some people that were doing toroidal math. Yeah. So if you don't, if you haven't studied um, or haven't even looked at uh, Marco Roden, I would suggest writing that down. It's yeah. Marco Roden, Vortex Mathematics. Uh, he studied under Tesla, DeSalt, discovered the, discovered the secrets of three, six, and nine, which turns out to be the total field and Vortex Mathematics. That teaches you that everything in the matrix, everything in the entire solar system, galaxy, universe, everything, everything, the fundamental foundational building block of everything is sound waves. Everything is based on frequency energy and vibration every time a toroidal field pulses it creates a sound wave those sound waves eventually bounce into each other and create magnetic waves those magnetic waves create electromagnetic waves creating everything else um with that understanding it teaches you about dimensions each each dimension is a three-dimensional representation of the core dimension so if you take the planet earth and all the people on it you drop it into a, a, a calm lake, it'll give you a, a ripple, and then another ripple, and another ripple, and another ripple. Each of those ripples is an identical three-dimensional representation of every person, place, and thing on Earth. And as they expand, time goes by. Each one of these dimensions, there's a version of you, version of me, version of Zach. Except we're all vibrating at a slightly different different resonant frequency. So if you know the specific resonant frequency of a time and place you want to go, there are devices out there that you can, like a radio, you can tune into it, and it'll create a toroidal field portal, open it up, and then you can literally time travel. I'm down. We're consciousness, our consciousnesses are, are the God spark of our consciousnesses are not tied to our avatars. When we dream, when we space off, where were you? Oh, I was visiting another version of me in a different reality. How about you? <laughs> we don't use terminology like this. All right. So the matrix that we live in is based on frequency. It's based on sound waves. There are many versions of you. It's like, what happens when you die? It's simple. Your consciousness shifts from your dead avatar to a live version of your avatar. Now, there may be a process to where you will go back and you will reflect on your life and your life's choices. But in other people, they just shift. Their consciousness will just simply shift to a different frequency. And now your your previous life becomes a fuzzy bundle of memories that just fade and you forget you were even in a different frequency. 
in a different dimension. Right on, um, right on. Well, listen, Carl, I, I'm sorry, buddy, but we, we've got to get Jeff's final thoughts, and I've got to take a leak, so we're going to end it there. But it was so good to see you, man. It's been such a long time. Well, I hope you liked what I had to say. No, it's, I mean, it's compelling, certainly, and I'm looking forward to reading it when you put it down into uh, written form. All right. All right, brother. All right. We'll talk to you, you soon. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, final thank yous over here on the Foxhole. Uh, Michelle Ann, thank you again for another great show. Seas in Pixels. Man, that's another good uh, name to hear. I'm glad to see you out in the audience. He says, you don't have to show this, but much love, Zach, and I will go ahead and pull up your Twitter with this link while we're getting Jeff's final thoughts. Also, Stone Roller, thank you for the shades. So, Jeff, at the end of the program, I always like to ask my guests, what would you like the audience to take away from tonight's conversation? I think I think the the, the takeaway to me is pre- it's pretty practical when when you when you think about it, because I, th- I think a lot of times it's really easy to feel like, OK, it's everything's out of my control. You know, the powers that be are organizing everything. They're centralizing the power, which is true, but they're centralizing the power through technology and through artificial intelligence and manipulating us and brainwashing people and, and, the, and the whole deal. So so what the heck do we do about that? Well, one is make make sure that you have a strong community around you. You're you're actually connecting with people. Uh, so many people right now are just connected through the internet, and, and it's phenomenal that that we all are. I mean, I mean, this is this is like what what Zach and I do is connect with people basically on the on the internet. But also, we all need our local communities around here as well, especially if it does get to the point to where they start uh, implementing all all the brain chips like what we're talking about. People are connected to the internet. The reality of it is. We'll all be left behind if 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 we're not if we're not taking the chip, we will be left behind. So then the question is, how do we function in a society where we're going to have to basically create a parallel economy? We're going to become self sufficient. We're going to basically have to figure out how how do we compete in a world where they can out compete us because they have instant inf- access to all the information. Again, it, it's about it's about shifting our attention, I think, into into the future on making sure that you, that that you're you're prepared for whatever it is. Learning certain kinds of skills to where you're self sufficient, you don't have to worry about you know anything else. Figuring out how can I grow my own food? How can how how can my community? You know, maybe my friend over here, maybe maybe they've got a farm that we that we can all you know do something. I can grow vegetables, or I can provide this service. I I think at a certain point we're going to have to begin to shift our attention long term to be able to be self-sufficient in a society where we're basically dealing with real humans or transhumanist cyborgs mm-hmm. like that to me is is the future because i can tell you i'm never going to become a transhumanist cyborg so i'm going to have to figure out how do i how do i survive in that new world it's probably still several years down the road maybe a couple of decades who knows but it's things that we're going to have to start thinking about. Think about practicality, learn skills, grow grow yourself, deal with creativity, all that kind of stuff, and then just connect with people. I think people are starving for connection, which is why so many people are turning to the internet. Mm-hmm. Instead, connect with people locally. You see somebody at the grocery store and they're just by themselves, say hi with a smile on your face. You realize just that one thing can light up an entire person's day. They'll, they'll remember you. Like they, they, they really will. Focus on these little things in our in our local communities, and I think that'll go a long way. All right. I, I'm totally with you. And uh, let me just say, preppers will inherit the world. Now that we are at the end of the program, I'm going to have to uh, remind you guys about the final sponsors of tonight's program, and that includes, man, what is going on? Everything. I had to reboot my computer right before we went on the air, and it screwed up everything. So let me just say that the final sponsors tonight are my friends at 
onenessdrops.com, where you can pick up your own chlorine dioxide water purification kits. It comes in two parts, just like you see me holding up on screen, part A, part B. You mix them together, and you have a compound called chlorine dioxide, which can purify water that is not safe to drink. It's also colloquially known as the universal antidote because a whole host of pathogens and microbes cannot survive in you when you take it. This is not medical advice, but I would suggest that everybody have chlorine dioxide on hand in your go bag, your camping kit, uh, your medicine cabinet. Definitely something you want to have on hand. Uh, Also, my good friend Mike Lindell at MyPillow.com. Coincidentally, when you go to OneNessDrops.com, use code RP78 to save 15% off your order at MyPillow.com. You can save up to 80% off your order with the same code RP78. All of Mike Lindell's wonderful American-made products can be purchased right there at that website, whether it's the MyPillow 2.0, the Giza Dream Sheets, the mattress topper or the mattress itself, bathrobes, slippers, everything will help Mike Lindell sustain his operation, fighting for election integrity here in America, and of course, Of course, a small portion of that will go to support the program here. And I'm going to end the show with the tweet from Seas in Pixels. <laughs> Looks like this is a meme about Ron DeSantis and uh, and his boots, which we've all gotten a good laugh at over the course of the last week or so. So Nancy Sinatra starring uh, 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 Ron DeSantis. Here we go. Shouldn't have been a messin' And now someone else is getting all your best These boots are made for walking And that's just what they'll do One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you So, Jeff, one final question. What's up with DeSantis's boots? <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. But then, but then again, as somebody who's has who's six three, I don't know what it's like <laughs> to be little. So I mean, you know, uh, he's you know he's. I'm. I'm. He, there's no possible way he's five foot eleven. He's saying he's five foot eleven. There, there, yeah. There's no possible way. I, I will say on a little bit more of a, of a serious note. To me, I think that this should have implications. A lot of people are trying to say like, oh, Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis. You know, he's just insecure. I don't want a president who's insecure. About anything, own own your shortness. If you're five foot four, own it. Napoleon, you know, practically conquered the entire world. That's I right. think Ron DeSantis could could be president if he could just get over his insecurities. It's not a good look, and it's not who I I don't want a president who's insecure about his height going and negotiating with Putin. That's just that's just my opinion. I, I, I that's just I don't know. I think you're right. I, I'm a solid five ten, and I own it six three. Man, that's something right there. Okay, <laughs> and, I, and 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 I'm the I'm the shortest one out of my brothers. Oh I'm my the oldest, and I'm the oldest and the shortest. <laughs> that's crazy. All right, well, thank you, uh, Jeff, for coming here and hanging out. With this great conversation had a really good time. Thank you to everybody out there in the audience. Uh, no matter what platform you're on, please hit that like button. Also, share the show. Uh, appreciate the great calls tonight as well. A uh, whole bunch of uh, incredible commentary and great theories until tomorrow night at 9 p.m. I will see you guys then. Let me see who is our guest 
tomorrow. That's going to be, oh, my friend Corey Hughes, who wrote that book about the JFK assassination. He's done some great research. And as I told you guys last week, he has refined his theory. So join us tomorrow for another conversation with Corey Hughes. And until then, good luck and God bless. We'll see you guys tomorrow.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare Flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.